arcade hangout. Uh, Twelve. Yeah, this is twelve. <laughs> Episode twelve of the recorded the recorded series. We'll yeah. call it. That's crazy. Um, yeah, uh, I dropped eleven this morning, so it was it came up uh, live this morning on YouTube. Uh, so this is just a, a podcast or show where we all hang out, a bunch of arcade collectors, talk about what we've done in our hobbies of collecting arcade games, restoring arcade games, playing games, that sort of thing. This is a little bit of a a throwback, almost going back to our bloodlines. We're actually doing a show after Arcade Outsiders again. Uh, it's It's been nice to uh, finally have the boys back live. Uh, we've missed them for about a month, I'd say, something like right. that. That's how this started. Like, we were just hanging out in the chat room wanting to talk more after their shows, especially when they were ending them early. Yeah. We just got together, just, and then the Google thing started just because it was easier than just typing all night long. Yeah, especially for me, because I'm on the West Coast, and uh, I know there's a couple other guys on the West Coast that we were always chatting, going, why is this ending, why is this ending? Because it was only like 10, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock for us after Arcade Outsiders was done, so we were wanting to just chat more. Or we weren't done drinking. You're right. <laughs> that too. Um, all right, so uh, let's go around the room, get everybody to introduce themselves. Uh, they can plug their YouTube channels, their companies, that sort of thing. And uh, as we've been doing the last few episodes, and it's kind of becoming a thing, we're, I'm going to throw a question to each of these gentlemen uh, and see if they can answer um, the question with uh, pertaining to their arcade collection, that sort of thing. So on Tuesday, just two days ago, we had a show and we actually had somebody who was in the chat room on YouTube, uh, Man Adams, or Mana Dams, I'm not really sure which one it is, uh, had a question for us, and he asked, what is our biggest scare uh, in the hobby? So, like, dropping a game, uh, getting shocked, uh, maybe damaging, maybe putting 12 volts, you know, through a 5-volt line on a track and field, maybe, something along those lines. Um, so that's gonna be the question. What's what's our biggest kind of scare that we've had so far uh, in our in our hobbies? So again, I'm gonna start from left to right on my screen because it's just easier to uh, manage this way. And we're gonna go to Aaron. Uh, did you say me? Yes, I did. Okay, sorry. No uh, worries. I'm always uh, left to right. That's I, I think it's alphabetical order, maybe. Yeah, there's okay. an alphabetical. Yeah. Do it. That's cool. Um, yeah. So crafty Mac. Uh, on Clove. CraftyMech.com is the website. Uh, I make the test pattern generator, which you can order through Clove. Um, biggest scare, I mean, I think the one for me, because I haven't done it yet, and they say everybody's going to, you, you do it once, or you do it twice, or you do it at least once, but I haven't necked a, a monitor yet, so that's probably my biggest scare, is I'm going to bump into a tube in my garage or in the game when I'm messing around, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crack the neck. And it's going to be a perfectly burn-free tube with a chassis that's, like, uh, you know, really hard to mate to any other tube but that tube, and that's the one I'm going to neck. It's going to happen when you rebuild your 6100. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the vote of confidence there. I can't wait now. Have you had anything happen to you up to this point? Like, that's a fear that you might have something. What about something that you maybe have already done? Well, I'll tell you what, he's not afraid of being shocked, so he saw oh, yeah. me eight or ten times during a fucking presentation. Yeah, I've shocked, <laughs> I've shocked myself a lot on, on live monitors. Um, uh, so I've done that. I've got that out of the way, and it's, you know, it feels nice. 
<laughs> Especially the flyback, because it's not, you know, it's not a powerful shock. It's just more of a current. So you just get that nice uh, 120 volt vibration through you for a few seconds. Sounds like fun. So yeah, that's about it. But yeah, I haven't really done anything bad to anything I've worked on yet, uh, other than you know the usual. Uh, my first couple boards that I worked on trying to repair, I lifted traces here and there or pulled pads out of the board with my uh, sucky desoldering little thing before I got a Hako uh, desoldering pump. So, you know, stuff like that, but um, nothing serious or major or, like, you know, blowing something up or just destroying something pristine. So, How about moving games into your basement? Um, <laughs> that Mortal Kombat 2 we moved into my basement was a challenge. Yes, Because <laughs> I have a 90 in my stairs. They go down about oh. four steps. And you then, have a full 180. With two oh, 180, I'm sorry, yeah. Four steps, and then it does a 180. Ah. And so the MK2 took up the entire landing in the middle of that 180. No room for the dolly. <laughs> so we had, to, we had to get it up on one wheel and then kind of, you know rotate the game around on one wheel while I'm turning the dolly and Andrew's like rotating the cab. It, but it made it down there without really much damage. Yeah, I don't think we scuffed your walls or anything, but it was, uh, yeah, that sucked. And I, I just, I moved uh, that orange DK, that I'm, uh, DK Jr. that I'm working on, I moved that back and down into the basement and I just had my wife kind of spotted on the other side as I got it down the stairs. And that worked fine on the stairs, but as soon as we got to that landing, it was the same problem. I'm like, seriously, this cab is not as big as the MK2. Oh, no, no, but it's it's deep. Those DK cabins are deep. So that's what I found out. It's like the first the first landing was okay, then you do the 90. Yeah. Now you're going to do the, the second 90 so you can go down to the basement, and that landing's smaller. And I was like, oh, crap. So we had to do the one-wheel rotate thing again, and it worked out. But, and that was totally empty, too. And it was still a pain in the butt to move an empty plywood cab that's pretty light. So I think I'm gonna what I'm going to do on the outside of my house is I have this steep... Right now it's like uh, loose rock and some flagstone, so it's really kind of dangerous because it's steep to get into the backyard where the walk-in uh, basement is, the door to the basement. But I'm going to re-rip that flagstone up and put uh, concrete steps down through there because there's no way I'm going to be able to move stuff, anything, couches, furniture, anything, down my stairs to get into the basement through the house because it's just a rope. So that's my other biggest fear is uh, getting trapped in my stairs and having a cab fall on me. Because once I tried to move a couch by myself and I got trapped on the stairs trying to move it upstairs, it took me like three hours to get it upstairs. But I was like trapped underneath it because I was pushing it up the stairs. And the couch started coming back on me and I couldn't move up and I couldn't move down. Being crushed, basically. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. Not good. Yeah. Um, pass it on to uh, the next person. That'd be Aaron. But before Aaron goes, uh, somebody in the chat uh, looks like C. Mansfield. So I'm gonna think this must be Chris Mansfield, aka uh, Sante. Uh huh. Um, he just said that Donkey Kong World Record was broken tonight. Oh, it was really. One point one seven zero million. One one million one hundred seventy thousand five hundred. Who is it? Uh, he didn't say, so I asked who, and I'm not sure if he's still there or not. Now, that's like the actual arcade record, not the main record. No, the main record, I think, is higher. Yeah, that's right. It's kind of higher. Yeah, I, I take it this must be the the arcade one. 
Uh, sorry, I just thought I'd throw that in there. Okay, uh, so next would be Andrew. Yeah, so we can definitely tell that it's alphabetical because uh, when I log in with this account, it's uh, Andrew as opposed to the other one, which is not. Uh, this one says it's bit. Yeah. But Aaron's always going to go first. He's two A's. Yeah, I, well, I get butt dialed all the time, too, because I'm the first person in everybody's <laughs> phone. Do I do that to you? No, no, you've never butt dialed me. It's 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 uh it's always seems to be girls you know or women that I've known in the past, and they're always like <laughs> driving somewhere having conversations with somebody in the car that mean nothing to me. And it's like five minutes of voicemail from them. Listen to all of it. No. <laughs> he just replied. It's Wes Copeland got the world record, and he said, "Yes, it's an arcade world record." Wes Copeland. Wes Copeland. Yeah. There you go. So congrats, Wes. Because he's watching this. Yeah. You never know. Hey, we we got big subscribers now, guys. <laughs> One of our six viewers. Yeah. Uh, we have like 120 or 140 subscribers or something. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm it's sorry. growing steadily every day. The big leagues. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, every time there's a post on Clav about like YouTube channels, dark age shit, I always get a giant jump in subscribers. <laughs> we got probably nice. 15 or 20 this week since that, that thread went live. Bonus. When, do the, uh, when do the paychecks start coming? <laughs> <laughs> no ads, no nothing on this bad boy. <laughs> All about the love. Yes. Hey, 34 and uh, Crafter, you guys live close to each other? Uh, uh, not too bad. 30 minutes, maybe. Well, Crafter, you live this weekend. Yeah, we're all going over to Andrew's uh, garage cade there uh, for our kind of our monthly get-together we do, so that's going to be fun. Nice. That'd be awesome. One day when I got some time, I should fly down there just for one of those. It's like 99 bucks return. Oh, really? Wow. Well, yeah, he, he was in town. Zoltan was like in town for, uh, what was he in town for? He was when John, he when John, John Jacobson's uh, appearance at the one up here in downtown, and so we all hung out kind of afterwards at, at the... Uh, in Andrew's garage. It was fun. Yeah, Zoltan Zolt crashed in my spare bedroom. You guys were in Denver? Or? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty close to Boise. You get, you, do you drive to Brinkfest or you uh, fly? Yeah, we'll drive. It'll be 12, it's 12 hours drive. That's not yeah. too bad. It's, it's not, bad. not too bad. We pack a van full of dudes, and that's actually that's one of our big things we got to talk about this weekend on Saturdays because we're going to have a bunch of the guys we're planning on going. Yeah. And, uh, figure out basically what the plan is for... You know how we're doing the rental and who's driving and how many we actually have and all the rest of that stuff. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, no, it's like last year there was like four of us in the van and uh, the the the, the SU, little mini SUV we rented, and it was like we basically just split it up four ways for the driving, so it was real easy. Yeah, it's it's not too bad except for Wyoming. That just kind of makes you want to kill yourself. <laughs> I mean, uh, I know North Wyoming, you know, the T uh, Jackson Hole is, is amazing, but, man, South Wyoming, no. I-80 through Wyoming, not so happy. It's that little flat part right in the bottom left-hand corner of Wyoming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the fucking thing. We were all happy <laughs> and talking about Grinkers, and then as soon as we got into Wyoming, the conversation <laughs> just got dark. We were talking about mortality and getting older and... <laughs> 
puppy died and, and yeah, it was hardcore. And then we realized, like, what is wrong with us? What is happening? Now, my favorite part was like, like snapping out of, like, realizing, like, holy crap! Like, here we are, like, driving to fucking awesomeness, the uh, the paradise, the promised land of drinkers. We're all excited to go, and like we're talking about this shit, and then we stop. We're like, fucking stop this shit, and then like, we managed to do that for like about 15, 20 minutes, and all of a sudden, right back to it. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. And it's like four hours of it. Five I mean, hours. that's just when you have your nap time. Now you can just take a little nap while you're driving through there. So, yeah, let me get, let me just uh, get the introduction shit out of the way real quick. So, uh, yeah, 34K on Clav. Um... No, I suppose for uh, youtube.com slash the bitbar for uh, videos and for being the, the graphics guy, uh, creative director behind Arcade Outsiders. Uh, we're very excited to be going to Brink Fest here, like we were just talking about here a few minutes ago. And it's a kick ass design in the shirt, by the way. Yes. Yeah, nice job. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Shirt, shirt stuff is, uh, is live. Uh, badges. Except for all the typos. <laughs> Everyone was responsible for typos at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> different versions of the shirt. Uh, Steve was responsible for one of those. Gak was responsible for one of those. I was responsible for at least one of those. I think I did too, actually. <laughs> I was going off like a bum list of uh, VIP members for a while. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they diving buddy or driving buddy. That I know, was... that's my fault. <laughs> I was like, I swear I read it as driving buddy. <laughs> Oh, boy. But Kendra at this old game, she's been great. Um, so far, she's not said you're fucked and you're stuck with whatever the last one was. So <laughs> hopefully the current version is uh, solid and we're, we're good to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's that's the stuff I do on the interwebs. And then uh, biggest, biggest fear. Actually, that was a... I may have told this story before, but that was probably like one of my big knob moments that actually was a big fear. So when I picked up Spy Hunter, uh, it's a local collector, but he's really quiet. You probably haven't even met him, Aaron. Um, he's got a bunch of games in his garage, and he was selling Spy Hunter, and he wanted a reasonable price for it. I paid four hundred, uh, no, three seventy-five for Spy Hunter, and so. Uh, he said it was working, and I got to his place, and we got to talking about arcade shit, and I just kind of got sort of lost in that conversation, and we're talking about the other games he had in his garage and stuff like that, and then we're looking at the game, and I'm walking around it, and the side art is basically intact, but it's kind of, you know, it's kind of fucked up. It's, it's the usual Spy Hunter thing you see, and um, it's, yeah, it's, it's basically there, but like the, uh, the medallion part in the middle is kind of jacked up. Um, with the, graph, the the artwork on it, but all the white stuff and the, the pin art, pin lines on it are all fine. And uh, we're talking and talking and talking, and then uh, arcade shit about his other games and how long he's been collecting and all the rest of that stuff. And then I just jumped into, like, all right, let's get this shit out of the way, so how much do you want for this fucking thing? And we go back and forth, and he was asking, like, 450 for it, and then we settled on 320, uh, 375 for it. Fuck out of here. And I'm driving home, and I'm on the highway, and the, 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 you know, the new game's in the back, and you're excited about that, and I'm a big fan of Spy Hunter. I know I told this, the, the Spy Hunter story where, I, like, when I had my NES, I bought the Spy Hunter cartridge before, before I had the NES. I really like Spy Hunter. 
Uh, I'm still not very good at it, but like uh, I like it. And uh, about halfway home, I realized I didn't fucking plug it in at the guy's place. I have no idea if this thing fucking works. <laughs> I got so into this like chatting about arcade shit and stuff like that, and then just like boom, let's do the you know all right, so the purchase, let's get this done. We agree on a price, throw it in the van, let's be done with it. And I, I realized like halfway home, like holy fuck, I did not plug it in. I have no idea. Uh, I looked in the back, so I knew everything was there. I knew the boards were there. I knew the power supply was there. I knew that you know everything was basically there, but we never actually plugged it in. And so that was like, oh god, what have I done? Because it's an MCR game, and those can be kind of a pain in the ass. So I get it home. I pull the back door off just to make sure everything made the, the trip home all right, and, and uh, you know I wasn't plugging it in with the uh, you know the monitor sitting on top of the power supply in the bottom. And um, I go around front, and I plug it in, and I flip the switch. Dead. Just dead, 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 dead. Oh, bad feeling in your gut. And it was just like, mm. yeah, so old. We all know that feeling. And it, and it turns out to be like, like you know, the, the classic, right? So I walk around back and, you know, the interlock switch. And I pull that and it comes to life. But there was like that whole like, oh, fuck. I can't believe I just bought a game without even bothering to test it. I got so caught up in like the, the, the again, chatting with the dude. And I, just, I don't think you're the only one who's done that. I've done that several times. That just, that just happened to me recently with eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Still, though, it's like just terrifying. It's like, I just flew almost 400 bucks on a game, and I have no fucking clue what I got myself into. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, we'll fix it. That's fine. But, like, uh, I could have gotten it for a lot less if it was, like, not working. <laughs> That's my moment. I haven't That's dropped the game. I haven't. I actually, I've never been really shocked. I've been, like, a little bit, but never, like, crappy shocked. <laughs> oh. He's no pro at it. Yeah. Well, what's what's Crafty Shock? Just 120 volts, or is it like a, a tube? No, it was on the anode. Oh, yeah, I haven't had that happen. Now it's going to happen to me in like a week. Yeah, he did like, <laughs> like, 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 I'm serious, like six or seven times after a couple beers, and then he put on a presentation about well, monitors. It had been discharged, to be fair, so it was just like residual stock shock, you know, that was kind of left in there. So it wasn't like hardcore, but I kept on doing it over and over, though. <laughs> but I kept on because I was like, it was just like three or four of us that were just kind of hanging out because uh, there was a mistake in the scheduling, so like almost no one showed up for that presentation. And so, you know, we were just hanging out, and I had a couple beers, and uh, I'd already discharged it, but I was kind of running my hand over the back of the glass. You kept doing it. And I kept on, I kept on putting my finger right, right in the anode hole. <laughs> nope. Don't put your finger right here. Pow! Fuck! <laughs> but at that point, awesome. it was just like a hard carpet, like a big, you know, you rub your stocks on the carpet a lot, and you get a bad shock on the light switch. That's kind of what it was at that point. Oh, okay. Not not like the monitor had just been turned off or was still running. <laughs> didn't you plug it in with the anode out, though? No, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> no, I would never. No, no, I didn't do that. You needed to get the alligator clip and just permanently have that sucker to ground. If I did, if I did that numerous times at one time, I'd just be permanently alligator clipping that stuff. Alligator clipping what to ground? Uh, the tube, the anode. How would you mean when it's off? Are you saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I was like, when it's on, you're gonna have a bit of a problem. No, no, when, it's, when it's off, because it, it builds residual charge, right? It'll keep doing that. Oh yeah, it's um, yeah, it's like you know, 
the, the stupid thing, this, well, not the funny thing, that's the only time I've been shocked by a monitor, is <laughs> when I'm actually giving a presentation. Otherwise, you know, I don't know, it, don't drink beers and work on monitors, I guess. You get <laughs> that's kind of probably scared. good advice. <laughs> so don't work on one tonight, you're saying? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the reality is people, you know, you see all those threads and people are just, like, they're terrified of it and they don't even want to touch their monitors because they're afraid they're going to die. You know, unless you, like, literally, while the monitor is on, take the anode out and stick your finger in there, you're not going to die. I mean, elect I work, I've known electricians that get hit all the time with 120. Um, yeah, but that's a lot higher voltage. It's a lot higher voltage, but it's there's hardly any. It's a lot higher voltage. It's a, you know, it, the voltage is high, but it's a very it's a very short discharge when the monitor is off. So it's very low amperage too. It's very low amperage. It's like twenty thousand. It's basically like it's basically getting a, a, a like um static shock, right? Like you rub your feet on the ground and then zap somebody. Yeah, it'd be a really really hard static shock, but yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean, that's, those are like thirty to fifty thousand volts. Yeah, no, I mean, no no amperage. Electric fence on the farm. The, I mean, the flyback's probably actually more dangerous because that's actually, um, you know, you can stay connected to that as long as you want. It's not going to stop. You know, it's going to keep going until you take your finger off the hot spot. Which can uh, keep you getting shot. But, but an anode shock is, is a quick discharge. I mean, you know, everyone's different. You have a weak heart or it's just a bad situation. I'm sure it can be really dangerous, but... Yeah, no, I mean, that that would be a thing, is like we talked, I think we talked about this before, too, is like if your hand actually is the, the path that's around your other hand, and it actually arcs across your heart, there theoretically could, could be some risk. Yeah, but I think it discourages, a lot of people get discouraged from doing anything or even going near a monitor, um, you know, and, and the thing is, you don't, there's, if you look back in history, there's not this solemn, dark spot in history where millions of TV repairmen have died. I mean, sure. it's always it was always freaked. I think all of us were freaked out the first time we did it. I'm yeah, sure. so it's just it's just safety, and there's a lot of dangerous things in in this hobby. Power tools, you name it. So it's the, all the about weight of a machine. Well, yeah, sure. Being safe and taking the right precautions, and then you know, it's 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 not a life changing event to like you know pull your monitor out, discharge it, and do stuff like that. It's, it's funny because I think it's almost like an urban legend. Because I mean, everybody's always said that you know, make sure you don't. You know, have your hand to ground and it arcs across your body and stuff. I've never actually heard or read anything where someone's actually been killed by that. Most of the time, and most of the guys have been around for a long time, they say that the big danger is when you get hit and you rip your arm out and you slice your arm up on something metal inside the cabinet, like the, the frame of the monitor or something. That's what most of them say happens. I've never heard of that. Electrical damage is like the, the, the fear of electrical damage and Hurting yourself, yanking your arm back. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what all the old timers say is way more, uh, you know, way more injuries that way than anybody ever dying. No, and I don't think there's so much the risk of death or anything like that. I think it's just important to say that. And I think that's the reason why we all throw that disclaimer out. Oh right. yeah, no, I would never encourage anybody to be careless. I just, you know, there's some people really, you know, they take it very very hardcore, like to the point of telling people don't touch your monitor. Send it off. Don't try it yourself. You don't know what you're doing. It's like no, that's who's going to collect games and is going to you know wants to really get into the hobby. You really needs to at least be able to do some basic cap kit, you know, or pull a monitor and diagnose it if there's a problem. And so, I wouldn't want to discourage any anyone from doing basic work on a monitor 
just I'll because they're not a qualified professional. I'll tell you what, though, discharging that filter cap on a GO7 at the fuse blows is a hell of a lot more intimidating than discharging the whole monitor. That yeah. thing makes a big pop. <laughs> yeah, I recall hearing that, seeing someone else do that, and that is scary. That, the first time I did that, I didn't. I was not expecting a, as loud of a noise. It was like a firecracker going off. Yeah, you know, you know? that was. That's funny. Like I'll get into this a little bit later. Uh, but uh, I was expecting a pretty big pop off of one of these guys. Oh yeah, yeah. And I didn't get anything. <laughs> like nothing. I was like, eh, eh. It's gonna be a big pop. Nothing. <laughs> right? Yeah. And everything. I'm like, this is gonna be great. It's. I didn't do it actually in my hand. <laughs> I was like, this is gonna be awesome. Nothing. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I, I swear I remember seeing someone posted on on KLV. It was like a YouTube clip of some guy videoing his son. Oh yeah, I remember. Arcade monitor. Oh yeah. And he was like egging him on to like shock himself with the monitor. Well, I think it wasn't it on too. I, I I don't recall, but I I was yeah. I don't know if it was. I mean, I was wondering if it was staged or was it actually, you know, was it actually live and he could shock himself with it. Yeah, that was fucked up. I remember that one. Yeah, that was weird. I can tell you how many times I've seen somebody screwing around with like a, a switching power supply while the game's on. Or like, well, it's only five volts. It's like, yeah, but the one twenty is like right beside it. Yeah, it's oh, not even yeah. screwed into their cabinet. They're like picking it up and moving it around, and it's like, what the hell are you doing? I realized on my test bench, my uh, my power supply, I, I rigged just a basic switch into it so I could turn it on, off and on with the switch. And uh, the wires were kind of exposed, so because it's in this weird place on my desk, I have to reach around to find the power switch. So finally, I just hot glued it, <laughs> so I wouldn't, arc, you know, cross that one one day when I wasn't. Yeah, you you got to watch the reach arounds. Yeah, <laughs> reach arounds are tough, especially. Uh, yeah, yeah, watch those reach arounds. <laughs> Cool. All right, let's move uh, on to Seabart. Hey, Seabart1987 uh, on pretty much everything that everybody else is, except Facebook, because that crap sucks. Um, <laughs> as Orange Whip mentioned earlier, um, the dumbest thing I've ever done is wire the heart, uh, connector, edge connector on my fucking field board backwards, putting 15 volts or uh, 12 volts into the 5 volt rail. Didn't work too well for the board, but I hope I can fix it. And uh, on the same one, um, I accidentally bumped up against uh, just tapped my knuckle on a resistor on the back of the neck board and got a pretty decent one. Felt it all the way through. Yeah, oh yeah. That's We didn't talk about the neck board. That's true. There's some nice little voltage there, too. Yeah, and especially the monitors on the neck well, this wasn't even from the bottom. This was uh, on the top side, on the component side of the neckboard. And I just brushed up against it, uh, trying to get to a uh, one of the pots. And I just felt this pain tingle all the way through my arm. It always freaks me out adjusting neckboard pots. Now that's actually that's a good point too. Like, so it's one thing to take a monitor that's off and be working on it. It's another thing to do the stuff you have to do. You really have to do with the monitor on, like uh, adjusting uh, neckboard pots, which you should have the right tools for. But uh, the other ones, like uh, adjusting yokes, 
Like that's a little bit creepy the first couple times you do it. Yeah, like I, I have all the TV adjustment tools, but it's just so much easier to delicately reach around and grab it and <laughs> turn it up and down without having to grab it. One you of the always be delicate on the reach around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, got, you have to make sure your hands are in the right That's spot. That's a pro tip. That's a pro tip right there. <laughs> Write that one down. <laughs> I will if I ever decide to date again. Maybe the third one will be better. Maybe you'll meet someone at Grinkers. There you go. Next year, I'll go to Grinkers. Yeah, there's a let me to Drinkers is like crawling with chicks. They're all they're all married already. The ones that show up at Grinkers. Yeah. Put your beer goggles on. No, no, no. Crafty was in a in an elevator. Oh wait, that's right. Oh yeah, the Cougars in the hotel. <laughs> the yeah, Cougar Vader. <laughs> no, thank you. And I, I'm sure I've said it before, but they actually said, Yeah. <laughs> the one woman looked at us. It was me, Sam, and Andrew. And she looked at all of us, not just me. Uh, it was all about you, dude. And then <laughs> she makes this like paw kitty thing with her hand and goes, <laughs> <laughs> And that was at like, like 2 or 3 a.m. And we're all fucking drunk hammered just going like, what the fuck just happened? That's when you need to have a little personal recorder going or something like that. Just right. Yet. Body cam. Yeah. <laughs> I almost bought one of those today. Looking for a better uh, camera to do the uh, hangouts with. <laughs> but uh, apparently the store does not sell the good handy cams anymore. They just sell, like, GoPros and crap. Yeah, I bought two. The ones that uh, BroFest uh, Greg from Arcade Impossible recommended. Um, Sony action cams. They're like a little... Um, GoPro, but they're they're different. They're longer. They're not like a square camera. They're like a regular camera, but they're small. I got two of those. They're actually really awesome. And they were all on clearance. The ones that I got because the new model was coming out, so I got them really cheap. And GoPros do pretty well too. Yeah, I have a GoPro as well. And that's a just, little camera. Like I said, I shoot all my videos on GoPro. I just find that the amount of time, like on the battery and stuff like that, the 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 action, Sony Action Cam ones, man, they last forever. Well, that's nice. I, I, I will admit that, like, my GoPro, I do have a, a double battery charger, and I have three batteries in constant rotation. Yeah. I, I have the same thing for my, my GoPro, too, but... Or, I guess it's my wife's GoPro, really. But can, with the GoPro, can you even do, uh, like, a live swap if you put uh, USB in? Will it maintain the camera while you switch the batteries, or is it uh, no-go... No, it actually, it's it's it has a limitation on because it really is an action camera. So the idea is like it's the kind of thing you wear while skydiving or mountain biking or you know like whatever. Uh, so I think it has a built-in time limit where it'll only record for like twenty or thirty minutes before it'll actually stop automatically. That's mm. a setting in it that I've never found, but uh, I don't think you can do a constant live stream with it. Hmm. We'll have to pass that on to uh, Ben Heck and get him to extend that time. <laughs> Sony Action Cams, you can do a live stream, but I think it's only through uh, Ustream, I think. Because that's what I was going to try to use here, and uh, I found it only works through Ustream, so I had to mm. stop that. Uh, all right, let's move it on to uh, Jim Bodini. Uh, what was the question? It was your biggest scare and injury, or just the scare... Uh, just your biggest scare. 
Um, and, and introduce yourself and plug your channels and stuff. Plug. Um, so I'm I'm Jim Jim Bodini on Clav. Uh, my YouTube channel's uh, Dinky Flicks. I've got a bunch of weird shit on there. Um, the Jim Bodini with uh, three N's. Right. <laughs> Sixteen N's. It's Jim Bodini. <laughs> that was one of my uh, spelling errors, by the way. <laughs> I don't I don't really care. I just wanted to be a dick in the in the chat. <laughs> Uh, we fucking fixed it, Jim, so shut the fuck up. I'm going to be like, actually, it's one N. <laughs> Can you take it back out? The second, the second N is silent. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, let's see. Biggest scare. That's a tough one. I think the first time I got shocked was very scary because I didn't. It, it really surprises you. And uh, it was just uh, 120 volts, but I, I've told this story. It was with my, my first game, my uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I wanted to wire up a, a power switch underneath the control panel, and uh, so like I had made sure the game is off and everything, and and I got my wiring cor correct, and I was uh, tightening down some screws for it was just a, a regular toggle switch, and I had mounted it, and I realized I had to move it a little bit, and so I got out my um, Phillips screwdriver, started um, started to adjust one of the screws, and I had to hand twist it, and I go down for the screw. And I just get 120 volts right through my wrist, and it just startles the hell out of me. And I realized, you idiot! Yeah, I had the game off, but I didn't have it unplugged. <laughs> so, so that that current was just you know nice and live, just waiting for me to you know to get zapped. So that it really startled me. But um, you know, I, I'm always startled with with getting shocked. But you get used to the at least with the AC current with the sensation. Um, so it's you, you kind of get used to it. Yeah, I think. It's really yeah, it's weird. It's really weird. It's like it's, it's so weird. I, I describe it like if you get shocked in the hand, which is nine out of ten times where where I get zapped, it's like someone grabs your hand and just starts shaking you. Like it's all it's like all up until like the forearm. It's really strange. Yeah. It's not like it's not like DC current where it's just a zap like all at once. It's just this you know constant vibration. Uh, it's hard yeah. to describe. But um, I would say probably I I can't pinpoint one of them, like my biggest scares, but one of my biggest like dead gut feelings, like Andrew was talking about, where your your stomach just sinks, is when I got I bought uh, got my Frogger and I got my Frogger and my Centipede from uh, at the time a local arcade operator, and. Uh, I thought the Frogger was great for, for. I picked it up for 200 bucks. It had been painted black, and but the game worked, and so I thought, okay, well this isn't too bad. You know, I can. I was. Uh, I'm not a fan of the wood grain anyway, so I was gonna. Uh, so I decided to commit the cardinal sin, and since there was no wood grain left, uh, I went the green route, which I totally dig. But when I got the game home, uh, I started taking it apart, and I, I realized that. You know, it's a classic instance of this is going to cost me a hell of a lot more than than I thought. the The board inside, I realized, was a bootleg board. It wasn't actually a Frogger board. It was just Frog, is what the screen said. And the colors are a little bit different. It's essentially the same game, but it's it's not it's not Frogger. And um, I realized the wiring had all been hacked up. See, I made the mistake of not actually. This was earlier on, and I made the mistake of not actually having them open up the game because you know they're selling it as a working game, and I should have had them open up the back door and look at everything. 
So first off, the board was a bootleg, and the wiring was hacked up. Second off, the monitor was a piece of shit I'd never, ever, ever seen before. It was that Wells Gardner 4500. And I don't know if I'll ever see one of these monitors again, but basically if you think about like how a chassis is on a monitor, this this was more like almost, um, what would it be, like a, a black and white where all the, the, the boards are mounted elsewhere. They were like mounted on the side of the cabinet. Uh, like, like there was a board over... Over on the side, there was one down here. Nothing was mounted on the frame of the of the monitor, and wow. so it was really strange. And none of the controls worked, and the convergence was way off. It was just I ended up having to. I, I got a Geo Seven that I threw in there. I had this. Um, I ended up selling the the bootleg board, but I can't remember what I got. No, I think I still have it. Maybe I'll bring that to Grinkers. <laughs> and, nice. And uh, oh, nice. <laughs> Nice set of cans you got there. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah. Oh, look at these guys. <laughs> you guys must make like a couple hundred dollars a month on recycling, don't you? <laughs> That's how they buy their games. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I it ended up costing me more than it should have, but, it, you know, the game got done. But it was just like one of those feelings where it's like, holy fuck, this is... This is not worth the the money I paid for it, and it's gonna cost me more than I thought. I thought I was getting a deal, and I really didn't. Yeah. So you live and learn. It turned out okay. I still have the game. I'm happy with it. Yeah, I got, speak, speaking of that, like like with, with buying a dough without a board in it, I I, I definitely call that the like, revenge of dough. Dough. For the price of that thing, it's still a good deal. I did. Yeah, absolutely. All all you got all the artwork. Like that's uncommon by itself. Yeah, we'll see if I can find a board. Uh, don't worry, I'll fund you. I'll, I'll if you repro that shit, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll reward you <laughs> for your vectorizing skills. I, I can I can vectorize the shit out of anything. Like I said, if if we need to for for Gringfest, I can always bring my board. I can always grab mine too. It's just got the kit on it. Right, which uh, I think Matt Osborne made, actually. Yeah, actually, that's that's funny. So I actually found out this week that uh, that's where my Wacko Free Play actually was really originally uh, designed by. So Gak uh, Tron guy got that from Matt Osborne originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Yep. Yeah, he I I think he like he he bought them, and then something happened. Like he he was, I think originally talking about selling them, maybe just basically at his cost. And yeah. then he realized somebody else. I think it was Matt Osborne was at, had him for sale, and then he was like, "Ah, I don't want to take away from his business." So you know, just if somebody that knows him wants one, he'll just send him one. You know. So. Yeah, I, I actually, I was when I was installing it, I uh, I went on Clav because the 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 EEPROM that he sends says like Q Q or PQ two or something like that on it. Okay. But that's not the position on the board. That's like it doesn't say anything about where it goes. Huh. So I, I went back on Clav and I was like, well, someone's got to talk about this. And I found the original thread where he was, uh, he, he bought a board that had free play on it. Okay. And so he had CD Jump or someone else rip. Yeah, the, that's right. Dump dump that EEPROM for him, and then he was like, this is pretty sweet, so I'll go ahead and and, and sell it for like ten bucks. He just yeah, he just, like you said. Just to recoup his costs. Right. 
And then eventually, like, Matt chimed in. He's like, oh, yeah, that's that's me. I did that. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think oh, he yeah. had, like, 10 of them made or 20 of them made, something like that. Like that, yeah. And so, yeah, he, he's a great guy. I, I owe him a beer at Drinkers for sure. Uh, <laughs> he sent that shit to me, and he wouldn't even take money for shipping. Wow. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's, a, that's a bro right there. There you yeah. go. <laughs> You're just like wacko owners, there's only a few of us, so yeah, that's true. <laughs> you want that shit, then just tell me you can have the free break, dude. After yeah. after last week's show, like I started thinking, I'm like, holy fuck, I have a lot of shit in storage that I can bring to the Grinkers for prizes. So <laughs> I, I'm gonna have like a bunch of PCBs, like like stuff that I'm not sure, like mostly untested stuff. Um, but it, uh, if I have that frog bootleg board, I'm gonna bring that because uh, I know that works and. Uh, depending it, on, I might bring a neon sign or two. Is that frog awesome. or is it um, the Sega style? Uh, I want to say it's Sega style. Yeah. I think um, Todd Tucky had a frog on an episode maybe like two or three months ago. I mean, it's like the same game. It's just like the colors are weird, and only and on the track screen it just says frog. You know, <laughs> right? It spells out frog. That's it. Stop. I'm, I'm just curious, like. Where are all these prizes going? Like, there's we didn't have door prizes before, so is this just for the winners or? Oh, I don't well, know. I, I just think I just. I it. think last the last two years it was mostly just stuff from this old game. I want to say, and maybe CDs from the kill screens. Yeah, it was t-shirts mostly. And <laughs> so it was just yeah, just part of the prize pool. Yeah, you you won, so pick a t-shirt kind of thing. So this year, yeah. people bring prizes and shit like that. We'll just have to figure out what it is, like whether that's uh, the side tournaments that, that Yak and I do. Like, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think again, I you know, I'll just kind of default with let the three hosts decide what they want to do. You know, <laughs> it was not really planned. This that stuff, people pitching in, giving stuff. You know, and that's not intended. Like. Uh, for for Brofest we did the raffle, so that was like a yeah, big deal. So that was clear of what the goal was there. I think it would almost be cool to do like a almost like a secret Santa, if we if we all brought some stuff in, <laughs> and then we could just pick yeah. from what other people have brought in. Or you could just do door prizes like every half an hour, hour or whatever it ends up being. Like, Randomly pick a badge or something. Yeah. I mean, I I just think it'd be absolutely hilarious to bring that Karate Champ board. I forgot I even had that. Like, <laughs> how appropriate would that be? I think I've right. got like I think I've got like three or four Karate Champ boards here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Karate Champ would be awesome. Yeah, I'm sure I've got a few of them. I'm, but, I'm gonna guess uh, that uh, uh, Bobcat. You know, I haven't heard anything from him. Yeah, I'll assume he's not gonna make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's. The last time he talked, he said he was for sure coming. Right, but then that was, what, three, four months ago? Yeah, but there's only been a two or three episodes. Yeah, that's true. That's that. true. <laughs> well, I have not yet received a pre-registration request from anyone named There Bob. you go. <laughs> but he's secret <laughs> identity. He might be another clover with a different yep, name. that's true. He almost certainly is, but yeah. yeah. That was like episode, I think, 62, where he just gave it up, like on the message, I think. Yeah. You would know. What? What's that? I said you would know. I mean, yeah. Well, I haven't got that far yet, but I'm pretty sure it's in the it's in the early 60s. I I'm trying to remember. I must be getting close to John's big rant. That I think that's in the 60s too. 
His big, his it's either in the late fifties or early sixties, I think. Or he just like loses his shit. Like I fuck don't... you, fuck you, fuck you. What, are, what show are they on now? I don't, I don't even know. Eighty, tonight, I think. Was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just cruising. I'm like halfway through fifty-four, so, uh, we'll see. <laughs> nice. All right, let's move along to Gak. Introduce yourself. All right. Uh, damn question. <laughs> uh, my name's Chris. I go by Gak Attack. Pretty much uh, on KLB. Uh, also um, Twitter. And if you go to Untapped, the beer, the beer app, uh, look me up, Gak Attack. Um, yeah. So I just like hanging out, having fun. Um, I would say my biggest. Uh, what, what what was it? What was the question again? Your your biggest scare? Your biggest scare, yeah. So yeah. Something that, that you know almost I've had happened. A couple to you. of you know, I I got shocked back pretty good once. You know, I think a lot of us have had that happen. It was it was on the neck board, reaching around the frame to adjust. I think Seabart uh, said the same thing, kind of adjusting the pots on the the neck board. But uh, my I'll say my second biggest scare was um, my first Donkey Kong I had. I bought the D2K kit and uh, kind of halfway paid attention to the pictures online of how they installed it. You know, very green at this. And so I I put it on and um, I actually had the four-board uh, DK set on my original cabinet. Oh, yeah. And I was putting it in totally the wrong place. And the chip that I removed, I think, was like the on the soundboard or something like that. Like, like a Z80. The, it's not like a, there's a socketed Z80 on the soundboard. I want to say. Yeah. And that's where I was putting it. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I, I think I even posted in the thread. I'm like, uh, I'm scared. I think I screwed something up. You know, because like the screen was messed up, and and I took pictures and showed it. And they're like, yeah, that's that's actually on your soundboard. I'm pretty sure that's what the deal was, but. Um, the the actual chip I needed to remove was soldered directly to the board. It wasn't socketed. Yeah. You know, I guess on the two board stack version, most of those are socketed. Uh, yeah, the two boards are all socketed. The four boards are all soldered. Right. So I just kind of gave up on that, and <laughs> a year or two later, I got an actual cabinet that had a two board <laughs> in it. So, um, but anyways, uh, that was kind of probably my first scare. My second one really freaked me out was uh, a few years ago I got a was lucky enough to get a um, a Star Wars cockpit that was that's uh, home use only and it's uh, it's got a 25 inch amp monitor in it a beautiful machine excellent condition and I I got the uh, the Vector Labs ESB kit you know Empire Strikes Back and so uh, I think there's a guy on I haven't actually seen him on KLE for a while. Um, I think his name, he goes by like Sam and VA or something like that. He had a series of video stuff that he would show, and it was a lot of a, vec a lot of vector stuff. But he, he showed the video, the steps of him installing the, the Vector Labs ESB kit on his Star Wars. And so, you know, I watched it, paused it, putting it all on the board and everything, made sure and, you know, all the chips I was removing making sure I did, had them all in the right position and everything. Go to plug it in the machine and just dead, nothing. Like, ah, fuck, you know, <laughs> stressing out. And, you know, took it all out, made sure I, you know, reseated chips and just 
nothing, and I could not figure it out. I'm like, man, I just burned up my board or the monitor. I'm like, this is going to be freaking expensive, you know. I just wrecked a home-use-only machine, right? And uh, lucky enough, luckily enough, there was a, a guy local to me. He um, he was actually re rebuilding a monitor for my uh, Tempest at the time, so he was pretty good with vector stuff, and he had a Star Wars upright. Uh, he goes by Max Stang, Max Stang on uh, KLV. I don't know if you guys have seen him. He hasn't been around a whole lot lately, but um, he's done some pretty cool stuff. But anyway, so I I brought him the whole board set, and I I was just like, I I don't know what I messed up here. Can can you please check this out? And so I, I left it with him for about a week or so, and it turns out that I don't know what the chip was called. I don't, I want to say Z80, but that's not it. It looked like a Z80, but. Um, I guess there's actually two of them on the, the circuit boards, and I did the right one, the correct location and all that, but he said there was just a slight bow to the chip itself. It's a socketed chip, so he just swapped it. He just swapped it with the other one that was on the board because the other one was more flat, and I, I guess it was just the way it was registering it on the adapter card from the Vector Labs kit. And once, once he swapped that, he's like, it's fine. He's like, it just had a little bit of a bow to it, so, but man, I, I was freaked out there for about a week or so because I mean, that circuit board set. I mean, if you're lucky, they're three, four hundred bucks, right? Yeah, that's expensive. Yeah, and monitor, forget about it, man. The right. 25-inch vector monitor. I, I didn't know how badly I messed up stuff, you know. So, that that was my biggest freak out moment. You know, I'll tell you what, though, like, when you first get into this hobby, like, I don't know if you guys are the same, but anything that would break that, that suddenly didn't work, I would just, like, lose my shit over and, like, freak out because I didn't know yeah. what it was going to cost. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, the whole game is, is broken. Now what? Shit. Yes. A total panic. I'm like, why did I mess with this? It was yeah. working perfectly before I did this, you know? Yeah, especially the monitor stuff. It's like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Empire Strikes Back, which isn't that great of a game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I still feel kind of like, should I have really even done that? It's a home-use-only game, you know, and then I'm modifying it, essentially, you know. Easily reversed, I guess, but... Yeah. No, I, have, I, I have the Vector Labs ESP kit for my Star Wars, and I haven't installed it yet. Yeah. It, I, I've done two other screw-ups, too. One one of them was uh, a rat, on my Rastin, actually. I think the... Something was acting weird. I, I think the voltage maybe was dropping on the power supply. And, you know, I, I was kind of new at this. I, I, I still don't mess with this stuff a lot. But I was like, the, you know, the voltage is too low. That has to be it. So I just started cranking it up on the power supply. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's pretty much fried the game, I think. <laughs> it, it didn't work right after that. You know, so I wound up getting another board, and then it was fine. You know, I, I, I think I just tossed the power supply. You know, those things are twenty bucks or whatever. But I remember I bought um, I bought a, a Double Dragon two PCB, um, one that that was um, partially working. There was a color issue, and I'm like, it was right around the time where I I was almost getting like a little bit cocky. I'm like, I I can delve into this, and you know, I only got it for like twenty five bucks. I can try to fix this, and I saw where like one of the chips had had fried or whatever, and um, it was it was not a chip. It was like a cap, and um, it it was like partially desoldered and stuff. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to, like, I didn't have any, I, I still don't have any things to really, uh, like, tools to really test that sort of thing. But I'm like, I'm right. just going to resolder this back in here because, you know, maybe maybe this is just the issue. And I fire the, the game on, 
and uh, the capacitors just burn right up, just like firecrackers. <laughs> like, well, there goes that. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a, one other one I did was uh, I got a, a machine. Um, the guy I, I, that I used to pay to fix my monitors for me, local repair guy, where he would just fix two or three caps and charge me like a hundred bucks. You know, <laughs> um, he had a, a Z back. Uh, it was a Neo Geo, but it was missing the the game boards. But a nice twenty five inch monitor. He he's like. They just gave it to me, the local arcade, because he was fixing other stuff. He's like, I'm just going to junk this. You can have it for free if you want. I'm like, okay, all right, you know. <laughs> so brought it home. He's all, you know, it's JAMA. You can, you should be able to plug in any JAMA board in it. And uh, I had, I really wanted to build an Arkanoid also. I, I, that's still one of my back burner ones to do. But um, I, I got an Arkanoid board that had a, a JAMA adapter. And um, I, I'm not sure that whole setup, I guess, but I had two other Arkanoids that I had from other cabinets that were converted, and somehow I screwed up. I wasn't even paying attention. I went to plug it in, not even thinking, like, I should have had the JAMA adapter plugged into the harness. And so I just plugged in the regular Arkanoid board into a JAMA harness, Whoa. fired it up, <laughs> and then, like, poof, the smoke coming off of the harness... That My nice shit. smell. Yeah, and I quickly turned it off, and it was like one of the line, one of the harness lines, or that went into the JAMA connector. The housing actually melted off of it. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's the plus five or plus twelve, whichever one it was. I, I guarantee I fried the board, but the, the harness itself, I was like, wow, it melted the plastic off of it. You know, the housing. That's so. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Those are probably like my three biggest screw ups. You know, the, the Star Wars, the Raston, and the Arcanoid. So <laughs> you send uh, five or twelve volts down a uh, you know like twenty gauge or twenty two gauge wire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So live and learn. Yeah, and and that's one of the things too. You you learn after a while uh, that for the most part, depending on the game, if it's um, if it's not a super rare game. You know, we're saying, you know, if you're, if it's a, like a raster game, and you fry the the monitor, okay, you can you can find another chassis, you can find another board. It's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. But but back then, it's like, fuck, I don't know, I don't know, like, yeah. <laughs> is this gonna cost me four hundred bucks? Did I just Panic. connect everything? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> well, and then there are the the rare ones that you really don't want to fry, like you said, like Gak, like with your amplifone, that twenty five inch amplifone. Yeah. Got. Buy one of those. Hey, even even those damn uh, monitors in our red tents, That's Andrew. What I was going to mention is the red tent monitors. You do not want to fry one of those. Those yolks aren't really those yolk, yolks aren't being uh, reproduced. The the monitors aren't. I mean, I, there's yeah. um there's a, there was a dude on Clav a couple weeks ago. He PM'd me, uh, and in the next week or two, he might buy my last um my spare tube, because I was like maybe I shouldn't hoard, you know hold on to this and and. Here's a guy that's looking for for one of those, and he's you know, the the price is pretty decent. So, was that the chassis that I bought of you? Yeah. So yeah. now I got I've got that tube, and it's like, well, I guess I can get you know I can. I was I was just hanging on to it, but yeah, as like a little backup. But yeah. I, I've been pissed off by people that don't want to part with stuff that they're that I feel like they're hoarding. So <laughs> I feel like, well, maybe I shouldn't be one of those guys either. Then yeah. <laughs> yep. I try to build that karma. 
So, so there are things you can fuck up on, but there's also things that you should know not to fuck up on. Yes. <laughs> but that, that takes experience, though. No, that, that's, but that's, that's a great whole point of, like, this whole conversation. Anyone watching this who's not done that stuff, it's like, uh, yeah, you can recover from a lot of fucked up errors, but, like, try and learn from some of our mistakes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's what Glove is for. It's, it's great for that. There's a lot of, a lot of uh, threads on how to fix stuff. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Start start with the ultra common common games or or just JAMA games. Yeah. JAMA is a great way to learn. That's what I started with. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is completely JAMA, and it's so easy. Like if you know anything about like, I came from a computer background, and so I'm like, holy fuck, this is like a basic computer. You got a motherboard, a power supply, a monitor, and your controls. So that's 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 a great point. Yeah. I mean, actually, Big Blue was my first JAMA cabinet. Nice. Everything else I thought was was not. So like, yeah, that's no, uh, it's a lot harder doing the classics. I went two JAMA games. I went uh, TMNT and then Final Fight, and then I went to Donkey Kong Jr. So and going because once you go to the classics, everything's got its own like special wiring harness, and things are a little more particular. Um, but you know, a lot of the classics are there's a lot of info about out there. I think Miss Pac-Man was like my fifth or sixth game, and that was a, a breeze because at that point there's so much information out there, but it's also um, you've done enough of the other stuff, like the JAMA stuff, where yeah. you you can kind of upgrade or, or move up in the ranks. No, that's that's a that's a perfect uh, another pro tip. Uh, if you're if you're looking to start an arcade, you're planning on picking up multiple cabinets. Uh, if you want to start with the JAMA cabinet, that would be a great place to start because the wiring is sure. real simple. It's all very straightforward. You can put lots of games in it. Yeah, uh, and, and usually those cabinets are cheap because it's there. A lot of the JAMA games are conversions. Yeah. Exactly. JAMA is a great place to start if you're a little nervous about getting into the hobby. Yep. All right. Who's next? That would be uh, Mr. Steve from Grinkers. Is he awake? I am awake. All right. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but just barely. <laughs> Uh, I'm uh, Steve from Grinkers, uh, Grinkers.com, uh, Facebook.com slash Grinkers, and uh, uh, two things come to mind for me. Uh, one was just maybe three, four weeks ago, and so you know, after a few years of doing this, I had never been shocked, and uh, we were, I was actually alone um, at our storage facility, and I was just organizing things, and uh Picked up a monitor, and you know you pick up a monitor and you you pull it up here and you're walking around, and uh, uh, yeah, right right from the anode right to the chest, Ooh. and yeah, and you, when and you, when you're alone, it's even more scary, and because uh, it it didn't like hit me and then like okay I'm fine you know ten seconds later it was it hit me like what was that I'm scared. And then for like 25, 30 minutes, it was like pain. And you're like, okay, well, should I, should I get in the car and like start driving to the hospital, <laughs> or, you know, what do you do? Because you're alone, you you don't you think, okay, well, you know, if if I fall over, I'm done, right? Um, so that was really scary. Life alert! Life alert! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I fall and I can't get up. <laughs> don't faint! Don't faint! Yeah. Whatever you do. 
But um, <laughs> you put that on the Grinker shirt. That was actually one of the lines in the Grinker shirt. <laughs> <laughs> right. The Grink, drink, faint, repeat. Repeat. Yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe the hashtag fucking fainting moron or something on the back. <laughs> No, it's that, that, that goddamn Fat Boy Slim song or whatever that is. The eat, drink, rave, repeat. Or oh, yeah. Yes. Everyone's like, what the Sleep. fuck is Yeah, what, what the fuck is this? And then after a while, that became like the theme. People would just start chiming in saying, <laughs> like a big band party. Well, Somebody but, should do uh, something with the, the Fainting Goats video. Have you guys seen that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put John's head on one of them or something. <laughs> what was what was the song that played with the people in the boat? Uh, turn back. Turn down for what? <laughs> yeah, that would be another good one. <laughs> I posted that video tonight, actually, in the chat. Oh man, that was. I still watch that every time I watch it. I can't help but watch the whole fucking thing. You know, you know what's so funny is that listening, going back through these episodes and re-listening to this stuff, and they'll be talking about something and laughing, and I'll know <laughs> what it is because I because we tuned into the show. But anyone else that. Wouldn't, wouldn't get it at all. Like, what yeah. was today where they were talking about, um, fuck, what episode was that? Like, 53 or 4? And um, what, what what the hell were they laughing about? But, like, I knew the image. Oh, it was when um, <laughs> someone photoshopped Joe's face on a little boy with creepy foam Hulk behind yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I knew exactly what the photo... Uh, I was, like, losing my shit. I was laughing so hard driving to work. Well, it's yeah, like that's... the pictures that we were posting in the chat that, like, Gak is guilty of it, I'm guilty of <laughs> yes. it. Guilty oh, of yeah. The, sh- the fucked up shit that we were posting in the The talking vagina from the skydiving lady. It almost makes me wish that there was a way, like, you know, like if I put timestamps in, I could also put like in a little note section links to everything that they're talking about. You know, I when you're saying that, I, I actually I, I have the conversation with John. I'm like we we need somebody if somebody can help out with this you know, as a kind of a review of a show, but they have to kind of stay on top of it you know, save right. the links because that's such a fun part of it, you know. Oh man. People post but- in links and then they start joking about it and I, I guarantee people listening to it later are like, what are they talking about, you know? Yeah, yeah, but you know, at the same time, that's kind of the reward for tuning in live. Yes, yeah. that's true. I, I, I've never seen early on that it would be great if they could, they could have put a chat transcript that would go along with the podcast somehow. Right, yeah. right. How would you do that? Like, just record the IRC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there, actually, there's video, there's video programs that can do that. Yeah, yeah, like you can use like screen capture stuff like yeah, you're just a portion of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stop watching the fainting goats video. <laughs> so Steve, you said that was uh that was your most recent one, your scare, or you shocked yourself with the monitor? So that was like the most uh that's like the physical biggest scare for me. But uh the that was that you know, that was thirty minutes. Um, that, and that was, you know, it's physical and it's, and it's scary, but the, uh, larger scare for me, um, wasn't physical. It was more, uh, financial. Opening Grinkers. Uh, right, well, I bet. It, well, here's the thing was opening, so starting Grinkers was, um, 
was easy. You know, it was it was exciting. You know, it was uh, okay. I, you know, you think about it and you pencil out some numbers and like, hey, this could work, and and then you know this could really work, and you know what, I'm gonna do it, and you're excited about it, and so you know, then you you move into you know the the process of identifying space and negotiating a lease and doing demolition and uh, doing space planning and hiring contractors and and so it all starts off <laughs> it all starts off you know exciting and fun and then I remember I think we signed the lease in um, I think it was July and I remember originally thinking that I'm going to open in um, like mid um, September um, because you know, hey, how how hard can it be? Just tear a bunch of stuff down and uh, put in some electric, and no big deal. So yeah. that my my original time frame and my original budget for opening up went away quick. Well, you're probably waiting for inspectors for that long, aren't you? You know, inspectors aren't that bad. In in, uh, in Eagle, Idaho, if I order an inspection for like an electrical or uh, mechanical or whatever, it's usually like two or three days. So they they were pretty quick. That was not the issue. The issue was just my <laughs> underestimating pretty much everything. Um, I underestimated money. I underestimated time. It was. Uh, you know, and it wasn't. It wasn't. I guess it wasn't horrible, but it was. It was far enough off that I remember getting about. I remember getting to my original planned soft open date, and uh, I'm looking around, <laughs> looking around, and being like, "Fuck, I am not close." And and uh, you know, you look at. You look at the time, and you look at the the money, and and and, I, and, and you. I remember thinking, um, I remember thinking about like um, uh, like sci-fi movies and television shows when when whatever the situation is, they're they're in a position where they say to themselves, "There's no way back. The only way is through." Right. And and that's that's where I was at. So I was like, okay, well, I just gotta, you know, this is kind of crazy, but I just gotta keep pressing forward. And uh, at that moment in time, to the moment where we actually opened, it was probably you know another couple of months. Uh, we didn't open until mid-November, um, so it was you know it was a good sixty plus days. That's two thousand twelve. Is that right? Um, yeah, we've been open now. This uh, this November will be. Three years. Okay. So yeah, it was it was it was uh, 2012. Yeah, because I remember your posts were in 2012. The your mm -hmm. your thread that started. So I I didn't know if that was still the same year, but uh, good to know. Yeah. No, it was it's it was scary. You know, you get you get into it and you're like, wow, what did what did I do? Uh, and you know, I remember I remember being in a position where I would get there in the morning and I would. Um, you know, be kind of directing people all day long, and we'd I'd be there until you know ten, ten thirty at night when the final contractor would leave, and I'd be the last one there. And I, I'm you know I'm 
time to turn off the lights and, and close down for the evening until the next day of construction. And I remember being the last person there, you know, looking around and saying, holy shit, what have I done? And <laughs> that is, uh, without a doubt, the scariest thing for me because it lasted for, that lasted for at least a month. Like wow, I I, yeah. I, oh, I hope man. I can pull this off. But, I think uh, there's a lot of small business owners that feel that way. Yeah, I remember your the thread when it was still when you were about like in the early phases of the construction, and I came across it, and my first thought was like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> yeah, is this, is this gonna work? Is yeah, well, crazy? well, the funny thing is, is that if you look at all the the clove threads and the people that have tried to start up in arcane stuff, Steve, I think you're like the only successful one. Like Rusty yeah. Quarters, yeah. that that shut down pretty yeah. quick. I mean, you you yeah, you were like a clove born and then clove success story. Yeah, there's tons of guys in uh, Pacific Northwest and Washington and Oregon. I mean, Washington State now has got to have at least twelve to fifteen barcade arcades now. But there's, I'd say there's been a few that probably have failed up there, right? And, and, and were they born on Clove? Because, I mean, I don't know how to say you totally were, like Steve, because you know, maybe you were else. Yeah, there's other guys that were born on Clove, for sure. Gozer's one of them. He has one in Oregon. He actually has his own arcade? Yep. yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, I want to go there. What's that place that, called? That's why he's not on That's why he's not on Clove anymore. It's because he's too busy with his arcade. Hmm. What's it called, Orange. I, I don't remember. I, I, I chatted with him last year because he wanted to go to Grinker's last year, and I offered to pick him up in Portland on my way over, even though it was a little bit of a detour for me, and he just couldn't get there. I think he's, like, in Eugene or something like that, maybe. Okay. Yeah. All the hippies? Okay. Yeah, and his is, the only, his is over uh, 21 and over only. I remember that because I had my little guy with me, and I couldn't go into his place with, with my little guy. Yeah, I remember that when uh, Ground Control, like, uh, this is probably four years ago, The uh, I was planning on a trip with the family, and I'm like, let's head north somewhere. Just a random trip. I'm like, I want to check out an arcade. <laughs> you know, what's up there? And there was, uh, they had something where they were, they were renovating their place. Like, they yep. totally, they, like, tiled the bathroom to look like Pac-Man and stuff like that. Yeah, for the long time, uh, they were actually in a different location. Yeah, and I think yeah. it was like their their grand opening of that was like a week or two before I went up there, and um, I get all the way up there, and my wife had no interest. So I had my boys with me. I'm like, let's go check it out. And, you know, we get there and it was probably five or six p.m. and there's a guy at the front door and he's like, uh, sorry, they can't come in. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> you know, I guess because their rule was around I don't remember the time five or six p.m. It's twenty one and over only. Oh wow. Yeah, a lot of them in Oregon. A lot of them in Oregon, Washington, are like that. Yeah. Like, um, like, Dorothy's, I believe, is 8 p.m. And I think Clay Cowgill is part owner of the Ground Control, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was pretty interesting. But uh, (laughs) Steven, shit's getting nasty in YouTube. (laughs) Uh, I'm not even seeing any of it. Uh yeah, I don't know if you want to. Uh, okay. <laughs> so uh, when was your soft opening? Soft. Uh, uh what was your flaccid opening? Nice. 
<laughs> originally, I planned. Originally, I planned on having a, a month. Right. I wanted when, to be, when or where? Oh. When. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to be open for a month to train the staff and yeah. get everything kind of settled down before we had our grand opening. But because it took so much longer than I wanted, um, we pretty much didn't have one. It was pretty much. Uh, let's just we can open now. Okay, let's open. Yeah. Um, and so because it was kind of cool because we had we had generated a bit of um, uh, hype is the wrong word, but awareness, right? So through the construction phase, I had done some some preliminary marketing, and we had people coming over and and checking us out before we had even opened. And so we had this uh, small group of like twenty, thirty, forty people that were like. Let us know when your first day is, and you know we'll bring everybody we know down here. Yeah. And so we, uh, um, I remember, I remember having the 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 bar countertops installed. Cause that was the last step before we could put our carpet in. So it was it was the bar countertop area, um, and then carpet, and then place the games, and then open. And that last. Um, that last like two or three days, I remember posting an ad on Craigslist, which was pretty much um you, in uh like a uh, help wanted or gigs um, gigs offered, and it was uh you know just looking for handyman type people, um and and I remember hiring like I don't know thirty people, and wow. <laughs> that, yeah it was a ton of people and and I, on that last day I have video of it I never posted it anywhere I should find it. Um, but that last day, I remember having just shitloads of people that I had, I've never seen before, and I remember like just constantly be like, "Okay, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this," all day long. And uh, um, that was probably that actually was probably like four or five days before we opened because I wanted uh, I wanted everybody to be gone so I could set the games and um, run. You know, plug them all in and make sure that the um, the load distribution on the surge suppressors was correct and that the game layout was how I wanted it. So there was about three or four days before we opened. I had a whole bunch of guys there just finishing all the final pieces of like just general stuff, and then everybody was gone. And then for two or three days, I placed all the games, did the load distribution. And then, boom, we opened. We opened on a Friday, and uh, that was crazy. Was it was I, October or November? Like October. It was in November. Yeah. Yeah, it was November. It was right in the middle of mid-November. And uh, I had every staff member there, and we nobody had any idea what was going on. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was fine because everybody knew it was our first day, and we had lots of people. Um, but, yeah, it was a cluster. <laughs> so you weren't even open a year when you did Grinkfest 1, right? Oh, we were open uh, a month. Um, Grink, when Grinkfest 1 happened, we we had, yeah, I mean, it was we were open for... It was October, right? It was October was the first Grinkfest. Yeah. Well, then, 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 then we must have opened before November then. Yeah. yeah like, That's what I was saying. When I was, I was then you opened in September, maybe? We must yeah. have, it must have been September because we were open for about a month, so it must have been September when we opened, and then. The well, first it was, two, no, was, it was 2013. It was Grinkfest, the first one. The shit show. Thirteen, and then last year was 14. Was the second one, and then this is the third one this year. Yeah. 
That's but maybe I'm, you were open like eight months or ten months or something. That's that's yeah. what I'm looking for. Just trying to figure out like the timeline for when Grinkfest happened after your opening. This is the third Grinkfest though. It is. And, yeah. But hang on, that doesn't make any sense to me because. You shouldn't ask me these questions when I've had eight beers. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. Well, have yeah. two more, then we got more questions. Um, I'll tell you guys a secret, though. Um, so what do you guys think of um, the, the the name Gozer? What do you think of? A what Muppet? No. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Oh, no, I was thinking of Grover. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it was... Uh, you use all of his uh, things, and uh, you built your drinkers in a Google Hangout or uh, the SketchUp. Uh, no, no. Um, the working name for Grinkers was Gozers. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at emails here from June 19th, 2012, when I was negotiating leases or the lease, and uh, uh, the, the 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 subject line of the emails: Gozers Grand Palace. And huh. I remember. I remember um, seeing Gozer on uh, on Clove and be like, ah, oh, I can't name it that because I don't want to like steal his thing. Um, and uh, fucked off. Now, say what? He's fucked off now, though. I know, <laughs> but that's okay. But was it was that 2012 or 13. It was 2012, so it was. Um, You're open ten, like nine, ten months. Yeah, that's got to be one of this. Mm-hmm. 13, 14, 15. Yep, because we were. Uh, we finalized the lease in in uh, June. So June of 2012 is when we finalized the lease, and then we must have opened in November of 2012. I'm curious. Um, I've been to like 40, 50 plus retro arcades now across the U.S. And every like not every single one, but a lot of them choose different ways of charging people. So why did you decide to do the free entry and then quarters of machines rather than like Five bucks an hour or ten dollars all day, and so Grinkers is not, you know, I, Grinkers is. Um, it's or if that's too personal, you don't have to answer it. No, no, it's not personal at all. It's totally fine. I love you guys. I'll share everything with you guys. <laughs> um, oh yeah. <laughs> it was um, freaky in here. <laughs> no, uh, what was the dirtiest thing you ever did in an arcade? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we did, uh, what was the question again? <laughs> uh, just, just your charging scheme, like you didn't oh, charge yeah. a, a cover yeah, up. Yeah. Uh, so Grinkers is a, it, it, it is a business, um, but it's kind of, um, it's a hobby business for me. And right. so I, um, really made, I made a lot of decisions not based upon, you know, um, how can I make the most money? Um, I made a lot of decisions based upon um, if I wanted... I, I, Grinkers was pretty much built to be the place that I'd want... a place I'd want to hang out at. Um, so if if I was not the owner of this place um, and I was going to go to an arcade, how would I want it to be? What, where, where would I want to hang out? And one of the absolute no-question items was... Um, dropping quarters. So um, it was proposed to me by several different people. Why don't you charge an entry fee and have free play? Um, well, there was no free play when I was a kid. You know, when I, when I went exactly. to the arcade, yeah, when I went to the arcade, it was you know, 
uh, put a dollar on the change machine, get four quarters, and see how long I can make those four quarters last. I mean, there's uh, some that do both. How do you do both? Hmm? Like some games are free play, some games are quarters? No, no, there's there's an entry fee to get into the place, and then you have to pay to get on the machines as oh, well. Yeah. They, they, have like yeah. a, they have a cover. Yeah, yeah but the, see, that didn't Stupid. exist either. There was, no, yeah. there was no cover. Yeah, so for me, it was... For me, this is... Grinker's is 100% about recreating, you know, the fun I had when I was a kid. And my main arcade, one of my main arcades when I was a kid was the Gold Mine at the Topanga Plaza Mall. There's no lights in that place at all. I mean, the the arcade, uh, the, the mall's all lit up and everything, but once you walked into the arcade, the only thing that lit it up was the the CRTs and the marquees, and that was it. Yep. And I really I, I loved walking into the arcade and having just... It was just like going into a different world, and uh, I wanted to recreate that at Grinker's, and and uh, I think it's I think it turned out pretty good. Yeah, and, and honestly, the 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 drop in the quarters thing, it's such a so much better of an experience compared to free play stuff in my experience. You know, absolutely. My my own personal arcade, I do it. I'm guilty of it myself there, and then places like you know California Extreme where everything's set to free play it's awesome but you're just you're always drawn to where you start playing a game and you're you're not having a good game and you're just like oh well and you just walk onto another game you don't finish the game you're playing you don't have anything invested in it exactly you know when you physically drop a quarter in you're like this is real money i'm dropping in i'm playing this game all the way to the end you play the do the full experience you know nothing yeah. can compare to that you know so. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely. Like, sorry, like, just to interrupt real quick. I, I've said this before, and a craft, you've heard me say this before. Uh, I, I will always say this about drinkers. So, I've been to a lot of barcades, and like, uh, like one up here in Denver is a perfect example, right? So, you walk into one up, and it's like, it's really cool. It's like, uh, they've got a bunch of classic arcade games, and they're, they're they kind of line the walls around the bar, right? And the bar is sort of in the middle, kind of like drinkers, but like, it's like, it's cool. It's a bar with classic arcade games. And it's right? in a dungeon. And you can go play. Like, <laughs> no, not about that. But like, it's it's a bar, and you can play games, and it's it's fucking awesome. But Grinkers, when I when I walked in there, when I walked in there, it's an arcade. It's an arcade. It has to be I just muted him. All right. I thought Buff had joined for a second. Oh, sorry, that, that kind of ruined like the, the important part there. It's like like Grinker's is an arcade first. When you walk in, it feels like an arcade. You know, the, the light level, the way you've done the lighting in there with like yeah. the drop lights, it's and like the the fact that like you can be in plenty of places in the arcade and not even see the bar. It's like it feels like an arcade. And the bar is also there. Yep. Well yeah, the showcase is definitely the the, the machines, right, when you walk in. It's just—it's a big deal. It's like One Up is a bar with an arcade. Grinkers to me is an arcade with a bar. Yeah, yeah. So I know we're, we're getting a little sidetracked with the the uh, questions going on here, but I I still am curious about this. 
Have you noticed, like, over this three years you've been doing this, well, almost four years now, I guess, um, is there is there fluctuation of, like, you know, a couple months it seems, like, really busy and then it kind of dies out a little bit and then it brings back? Or is there, it, you know, you rotate, I'm assuming part of this is, you know, you'll rotate some games to keep people coming in, but... What what is what have you noticed? Like, is there any kind of pattern overall in general over the over the years you've been doing it? Uh, yeah, there's definitely a pattern. It's uh, yeah, I'm I'm very grateful for uh, my wife uh, Lori, who has really, I mean, big time stepped up. I mean, she handles all kinds of shit. I mean, the the change machine is broken, and she's like, okay, no problem. I'll run down there and I'll fix it. Um, but in addition to you know helping with um, scheduling and and uh, you know payroll and and fixing the change machine, she also does a lot of uh, numbers tracking for me because um, I hate I hate I despise accounting I ca- I cannot <laughs> I, uh, just kill me now I just do not enjoy it at all so she 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 um, keeps track of all the numbers and. You know, she'll come into me one month and she'll say, "This month was our best August ever." And I'm like, "Oh, cool! Show me." And she'll show me, and it's like, "Okay, this year we did this much." And and so it's fun for for her and for me to see how the revenue is changes and what the patterns are. Mm-hmm. Um, and to answer your question, yeah, uh, there is um, definitely cycles. Like right now. Where it's more popular, people are out more or something. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's everything. It's it's kind of intuitive. Um, recently, all you know, what uh, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, all the kids went back to school, right? So yeah. we went we went from um, you know Monday through Thursday um, being about fifty uh, percent of revenue, and then Thursday through Sunday being about fifty percent of revenue. Um, we went to Monday through Thursday being about. 15 percent of revenue, You're and saying then actual quarters dropping is revenue. Is what you mean, right? Uh, quarters dropping, beer and wine sales, food sales, okay. all that stuff. Yeah, oh, everything. Okay. Total revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so we went. We went from you know about fifty fifty weekdays to weekends to about ten fifteen percent weekdays to at you know eighty percent. 85% of revenue coming on weekends. Right. And so it, it does kind of suck. I mean, I'll walk in there, you know, uh, at, you know, 2 o'clock on Wednesday, and there's nobody there, nobody. You yeah. know, and I've got, I've got two employees there, you know, and I'm, I'm paying them money, and there's, there's nothing going on. Right. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> but you're a business, right? So you have to be open because you never want to know when people are going to come. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it does... Uh, it's weird, but the the weird part is is that it doesn't. And here's the important part from a income standpoint. Um, although those percentages have shifted, um, the total income hasn't changed. It's just it's just coming more on the weekends than spread out over the week. Um, so it's it all works out. So it's I learned. The first year it was definitely scary, you know. When you when you when you walk in, I remember walking into the uh, walking into the arcade at two o'clock on a Wednesday, and there's nobody there, and you're like, "Shit, this I'm, I'm this is not going to work. I'm going to be screwed." You know, in mm-hmm. six months I'm going to close the door. It's going to be over. 
I remember feeling that way originally, but uh, now that I've learned that uh, you know the income stays the cha- stays the same, it just comes at a different time, and it doesn't bother me anymore. Um, the only part that sucks is for these staff members because it, it sucks to work an eight-hour shift when nothing is happening. Yeah, that eight, that eight hours takes forever. So our our biggest challenge when it comes to the slow periods is not the money because the money's going to come on the weekends. The the, the biggest challenge is making sure that our staff don't hate their job. Um, so I've staffed, I've tasked them up with other fun stuff, you know, so they aren't bored, um, and that's that's helped quite a bit. This is not like uh, working retail where you know eighty percent of your income comes during the holidays. No, no, not at all. <laughs> hey, Steve, I've got a follow-up question to that, um, or that kind of relates, and I don't know if you can answer this because your what games are always changing. Contest. <laughs> you, um, Re- reading Dave's chat there. Do your um do your games that that earn the most is that always changing or are there like three to five games that definitely like earn more than most of the other games? Like do you, are there games that definitely are way more popular? Oh yeah, way big time, big time. There's uh um we have we have games that do almost no revenue at all. And then we have other games that are, you know, that will do, you know, 5% of the whole revenue as far as quarters go. So I'll give you a couple examples. So, um, you know, and part of it has to do with, with game placement too. So, you know, if I've got a game tucked away in a corner somewhere, um, that, that will impact it um, versus, you know, having a game more prominently placed. So... What we've what we've learned is if you take the the high demand games and you put them in the corner, um, you know, tucked away, people will go to that corner to play that game. And so you don't want to put the best games in the most prominent locations. You want to put the best games in the worst locations, and then the worst games in the best locations because. It has the effect of kind of distributing gameplay. It's a um, casino mentality. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. So you know, uh, best games you know for us, um, uh, just a few off the top of my head. Um, uh, pole position cockpit. Um, the pinballs always do very well. Um, pack and miss pack. Um, Tron, Cubert. Um, you know all, all the all the A titles. You know sure. any A, any A title that people recognize. It's Frogger's get, probably up there. Frogger's huge. You know Frogger's huge. We have an we have an upright and a cocktail Frogger. They both do very well. Um, we've got upright Miss Pack and a cocktail Miss Pack and upright Pack a cocktail Pack. They all do really well. Um, anything with a steering wheel does well. So pole position okay. does good. Um, uh, race driving does good. Um, uh, super hang on with the. Oh yeah, that does good. Now we that super hang on replaced um, space uh, hair. Space hair, yeah, right on Gak. Um, <laughs> I, I watch these things. <laughs> yeah, good, good job, man. Um, <laughs> I really wanted that space hair here too. I'm sorry, man. It was. Uh, it could happen. Yeah, it was. It it it. Uh, I I love how. I f- I forgot about hang on. Um, hang on is I super hang on is like whatever I don't care about super hang on but hang on is 
awesome. I mean, I love that game. That game is sweet. Uh, it's, I mean, it's. Uh, people say it all the time, and they kind of uh, chuckle about it. But um, Hang On is the motorcycle version of Pole Position. I mean, you look at those two oh, games. Yeah. Side, yeah, you look at those two games side by side. You're like, oh, it's like it must be the same manufacturer. Just they kind of created two different, you know, versions of it. Um, and it's not, but yeah, I'm surprised somebody didn't sue somebody there. I think yeah. pole, pole position was first and, sang, and hang on was second. I think. Um, yeah. But it was. yeah, I mean that, those games are like identical. And I love hang on. Hang on is fantastic. I love it. Yeah. And, then we, and the we music's great too. Oh, it's great. And you can, the the uh, control panel is illuminated with like r- like red lights and yeah. Um, it's cool. Yeah, I, think you guys I, I don't think fun. yeah, I don't think that game gets enough love on, on I, like Clav. I agree. It's a fun game. So that game gets a lot of play. And then the games that get no play um, are Alpine uh, Speed. No. <laughs> well, a lot of it's gonna. A lot of it's it's kind of disappointing actually because a lot of the games that you're like, hey, that. That game's a classic, and it should get a lot of play. Um, a lot of those that kind of fall into that category don't. So, um, like, I think our lowest, our lowest performing game is um, maybe Satan's Hollow, um, which is a classic MCR game. I, I, that game is fun. I, I think it's a really great game. Um, uh, Ghosts and Goblins and Ghouls and Ghosts—they don't do well at all. Yep. I'm surprised about those two because those are classic platformers. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Maybe at Halloween time does it boost up? <laughs> you know, it, it 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 did last year a little <laughs> bit. Um, um, Reactor does poorly because nobody, you know, it's a it's a hard learning curve type of game. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's the, any any game that's obscure or hard to learn. They, they typically don't perform very well, but uh, you know, by and large, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, um, we don't put games at Grinker's based upon how much revenue they do. Um, I think I've said before, you know, my goal is to make the coolest arcade that I can for myself. And, you know, and if it if it's good for everybody else, then that's great. And if it's not, well, then fuck you. Um, you know, it's, it's I mean, my that's my arcade. And it's, I think it's pretty it, obvious because I mean, I know a few places where if you've got an Adams Family, it brings in fifty percent of the revenue for the entire arcade. Yeah, and and you don't have something like that, so. No, no Adams Family. Although I wouldn't mind getting, I I, I do have um, personally, I am interested in getting a Twilight Zone. Um, I wouldn't mind an Adams Family, but those aren't from, that's not from not from a revenue standpoint. It's because those are games I'm interested in. Yeah, I got uh, we got a Twilight Zone uh, two or three months ago. Nice. Yeah. Very uh, nice. How much did you pay for it, my ask? Uh, like forty-five four. US. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the problem. Is those games are crazy. We got a Whirlwind, which I uh, have been enjoying playing in the back room. That'll go out on the floor on Saturday, so that that'll be out there for you guys to play. Um. That's a fun game. I remember playing that back in the day. Pretty much, it's it's a, if I remember playing it back in the day, or if it's a true classic, um, especially like old school, you know, black and white raster or or old school vector games. Um, if I remember playing it, or if it's a true classic, then it's got a home at Grinkers. 
But if it's a mid to eight ladies game, 80s game that's uh, you know taking up space, uh, it's on the it's on the see later list for for a classic when I get my hands on one. That's why we love Grinker so much. Mm-hmm. Well, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, it's, it's, I think it's kind of cool because the collectors all we kind of all tend to migrate towards the same stuff, um, which is that that whole you know the true classics. So it's it it just happens to be. Um, it's nice that my preferences and, and everybody in the community's preferences happen to be the same, and that's kind of what makes Brinkers an awesome place to come hang out. So it's fun. It's been it's really um, it's been fun um, opening it. It's been fun um, expanding it. It's been fun optimizing it, and that optimization continues and will continue. Um, like we've got, it won't be out. Oh, I won't have it in time for Grinkfest, but you know, I've got a tank coming, the uh, black and white Atari tank coming. Um, I've got a Kickman coming. Um, you know and that, and so yeah, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be fun. So Grinkfest this year will have a whole different lineup than Grinkfest next year, and and that's uh, that's fun. Yeah. Do you find yourself uh, with your setup? The, it, does it almost seem like too many games, or just right, or do you feel like you could do more, like expand and have, oh yeah, we, games or something ridiculous, you know? Yeah, no, I could definitely expand. There's um, the um, like we could definitely expand. The, the we're at a point now, and this is it probably happened for the first time maybe six months ago, where mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, you know, I've got I've got a new game I want to put out. Uh, and I don't really want to get rid of anything. You know, I like everything that's out there, um, and so it was hard. Um, and it, we've kind of, I've kind of reached that point. So I would definitely not mind having room for about another, you know, forty games uh, because it would it would be cool to to be able to expand. What? Right, because I, I recall you telling a story about you part of your floor space. You had a like a workshop area, right? And that's where like they did the podcast from. That that used to be a closed off section. Oh yeah, the yeah the 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 um the you, you remember where seven twenty is? Yeah. Um, and then like uh, you remember where Journey is? Yep. Okay, so that where 720 is to where Journey is used to be a wall. And that whole area, we call it the outer arcade or the expansion. Like where the um, dragon's there? Yeah, that whole section. And that whole area where those the other five pinballs are and the dragon's lair and the reactor. If I had to guess the, that's probably 10 by 20 feet or so, maybe more. Maybe uh, 15 probably, by 30. Probably, yeah, 15 by 30 is probably more like it. Um you know, we went from 110 games to about 160, so wow, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a big deal. And and having some more tables out there was really really important because we were um, that first year we were getting capacity, and you know nobody if if you don't have a place to sit and eat, mm-hmm. it's like okay, well, well we got to leave. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no expanding was was uh, critical. Well, that's one of the areas like I was talking about where like you can go off into that area and you can't even see the bar. It's like you're just mm-hmm. stuck in arcade land. 
Yeah, <laughs> which is fun. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. that. And actually, the, actually all, all the different areas. So, like, over where, uh, where Rastan is, or was, uh, and then oh, where, like, Alpine Ski was, and then mm-hmm. over where Dragon's Lair was. It's like all those areas. Like, you can't even see the bar. It's like it's yeah, there's, like, three or four alcoves, kind of, right? Yeah. They mm-hmm. took the bar, the whole fucking bar. <laughs> <laughs> you can get rid of that little area by your back door there and put probably four or five more games back there. Just have uh, the door painted black. The problem is is that we're Idaho and in the middle of winter, if you have people coming in that door yeah. without the the airlock, the vestibule, it, it's too cold. So you got to have that kind of uh, environmental break. Is there, uh, I never went back there. Is there like a parking lot or... No, you got to go back there. It's a, good, it's a fun place to that's hang out. That's where the river was, right? <laughs> that's where Pat yeah. that's where the sl- that's where the sleeping room was. Yeah, <laughs> down by the river. Down by the river. <laughs> you gotta you gotta knock on the wall and take over the uh, the Lego store next door. There you go. Yeah, no, it'll be. Uh, I'm I'm content right now. You know, if if an opportunity presents itself, then. Uh, you know, we'll take advantage of it, but I'm not. We're not hurting for more space. Um, it's a it's a great balance right now, yeah. and you know, we we get a lot of. Uh, um, you know, it's weird because as much advertising and marketing as we've done, um, you know, you you would think that you run enough radio ads, you run enough TV ads, and you do enough direct mail, and you do enough, you know, internet marketing that everybody in in uh, the Boise area is going to know about Grinkers, and uh, and it's just not true. I mean, we've we have done a ton of marketing and advertising, and I'll go up to people on the street and say, "Hey, you heard about Grinkers before?" No, what is that? And that and that's like I, I would say that. Maybe we're at a point right now where maybe, maybe one in seven, one in eight people know about it, um, and so it's it's really kind of mind-boggling how much money it takes to achieve saturational awareness. Because uh, because yeah. I'm nowhere close, um, but I know that if I get there, you know, that's when I'm going to need more space because we. We do. Getting back to your question, Gak, it's there's definitely a situation where, um, yeah, things change as far as how busy we are. Um, but one thing that is definitely true is that when we have spikes in how busy we are, um, those spikes do sometimes bring us to capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if we did have that 100% awareness in the area. Uh, you know those spikes would be way beyond capacity. We'd be screwed. So at some point we're gonna have to either expand or we're gonna have to do some you know crowd control at the door, which will suck. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a what's good problem, the, uh, to have, though. Yeah. Out of curiosity, what's the capacity, max capacity, and if are we gonna be anywhere near that for uh, Grinkers for the Grinkfest? Um, there's um. There's two numbers, so there's the like the fire code capacity, um, and then there's the practical capacity. Um, the fire code capacity is really way high. I was very surprised. I think they just do it based on square footage, mm-hmm. um, and our fire code capacity is like 
350 or 375 or something. Wow. Crazy. Oh, that seems like a lot yeah. of people. <laughs> uh, way, yeah. If you if we had that many people in Grinkers, people would be like panicked. They'd be like, hey, <laughs> all, all your machines would be overheating from the body heat. <laughs> uh, it would be a disaster. Yeah. So I mean, that's what our fire code is. But our uh, practical capacity is like mm, 150, 160. Okay. Um, once you get beyond that point, you know, it's like ah. You know what? Uh, I can't. I can't move, and that's when people start not having fun. Right. I think fire code capacity is based on square footage and number of exits. Yeah, that that sounds about right. Cool. cool. Well, let's let's move along here, I guess. Yeah. Hey, sorry for taking so much time. No, no, no worries. Hey, this is just an open format. Yeah. No, and this is what been happens happens. Hugely informative and and good good content. This is awesome. I could have kept, I could have asked you even more questions, but we'll save that for another time. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go to the uh, cousins from Buffalo. Sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a porno. You should both be blonde. <laughs> Come on, take off the hats. Let's go. You gotta unmute yourselves. Can we get can we bust the mustaches out on them or anything? <laughs> Some leather chaps. Are, are, are we live? Uh, you yeah, are now, man. sir. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm uh, Dave from Buffalo. Uh, MacD2001 on Clav. Got the YouTube channel with a few uh, videos. Dave from Buffalo. This is cousin Brian. Cousin Brian from Buffalo. Is he actually your cousin? Yeah. 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 Hey, Dave, do you get your shirt yet? No, 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 no. I, I, I was waiting for it, and not, not, not today. It not should today. be there. We, I think we sent it out on Tuesday or Wednesday, so you should have it maybe tomorrow or Monday at the latest. Oh, thanks, CJ. Cool. I, I wasn't busted. I was just like, ah, I wonder if he. Uh, he said like a week, and I was like, ah, it's like a month. But I, was like, ah. <laughs> I just, I just asked because put I, more, I, put more quarters in. Yeah, more quarters. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, we'll go back to the uh, the question. Um, new to the hobby, both of us. I got him into it. Uh, First, I, I talked about this before. I, I maybe on this, uh, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, punch out. Oh no, I did because uh, it, the guy was asking 75 bucks Craigslist, and I'd seen it on Craigslist like a week before. So we don't have a lot of experience with scary stuff, but we go. He we went to a Buffalo Sabres game, and then after I said, "Hey, there's uh, this game. Like, can we pick it up after he had a pickup truck?" He's like, "Sure, sure." So uh, we go to the guy's house and, uh, you know. Let me interject. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So I used to be a landscaper and had a lot of trucks and old beat-up stuff. And I'd be on the road going back and forth between places. And from time to time I would see games in the back of trucks or whatever. And they were always standing up. So in my mind is like, well, that's how you transport. So moving forward, like he said, I had some uh, tickets to this uh, uh, say, uh, hockey game, and uh, we went, and it was uh, close to uh, the arena where this 
his punch out was. So we went to the game, had a couple beers. We uh, leave the leave the arena. We drive down into a uh, not so really. I wouldn't want to live there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, but this house did not fit into immaculate the left or right. This house was nice. The left house, eh, the right house, eh. so we go up. The light was on. Knock on the door. Gentleman answers the door. Dave uh, introduces himself and says, I talked to you earlier about the game. You'd like to look at it. Guy says, sure, hold on a second. He shuts the door, and we hear this barking. The pit bull. <laughs> well, wait. <laughs> I forgot about that. This barking. <laughs> so, okay. So we're just looking at one another, all right? And uh, he goes, and I hear this, like, ah, and he's just a little screaming, and he's yelling to his girlfriend or, or his wife to put the dog away. And not much more than a minute, and we hear, okay, okay, okay. And then the door opens up. So he invites us in, and all I can hear, this is just my my image in my mind. is Cujo, all I can, Cujo. Well, yeah, Cujo but all, all I can hear is just like this growling and barking and scratching on the door. Now, that door could have been five rooms away or one room away, but it just it was just there. And, it, and the guy was like nonchalant, that's eh, my dog, I uh, the neighborhood, whatever. And I'm like, uh, okay, <laughs> where's the game? So he goes, well, it's downstairs. So we go downstairs, we look at it, and uh, nothing's plugged in. So Dave takes over, and he's like, well, you know, I'm looking for this game. I'm really interested in this game. And, and it was on Craigslist like two weeks before. That, that's why all of a sudden it was on Craigslist, and then this was a different seller selling it. Okay, okay yeah. So we get the guy to plug it in. He had that that Nintendo, the, the Punch-Out. It was kind of beat up, but... It no, looked, very, very beat up. All right, very beat very up. Beat up. Okay, it's got right. a fucking hole in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, it's it's, it's where, where it had the bar across the coin mac. You know, somebody fucking or the coin door. Somebody ripped it off. There's a big ass hole. Somebody put a boot to it. <laughs> but just off to the other side was uh, what was it? The baseball game or something? World Series. World Series of baseball. You know, with, with the I talked about this before. When it was the, the the two controllers where you can adjust the pitch and everything. Yeah. 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 We weren't interested in that though. So. So he he, he, <laughs> he, uh, he pulls out this extension cord and is like, and his basement was kind of very neat, but all I could hear is this dog like growling upstairs. So he's just running around, pulls out the extension cord, plugs it in, and thing lights up. But the marquee doesn't light up or light up. And then, <laughs> doesn't light up. It doesn't light up. It doesn't light up. So, <laughs> the, top, the top screen was like pristine. No, no, no. No, no, no. That was the. the no, it's got fucking burn in it. Sucks. Wow, wow. So the bottom I'm glad you're both like, telling the story. Yeah. <laughs> Cousins or husband and wife. <laughs> Harold, that's not the way it went at all. <laughs> this is our first game ever. This is me like 
you know, I'm like, I'm, right. kind of, I'm watching John's arcade being addicted to this shit. I go, I want to get a fucking arcade game. I love Punch Out. <laughs> so, so he plugs it in. The, the, well, he says the top screen isn't pristine, but it's, it looked good to me. It's so the bottom part was like, the, it was all. It's got a board issue. There's like yeah. graphic issues on and the it's bottom. Like, uh, it's like it plays, but you lines know. are through it, and it's just pixelated, and it just it wasn't Colors right. Are all off. It wasn't right. But I know there's money here. I know there's money involved here because all right, it's a punch out. It's got the the knockout button, you know, the cabinets. And he was asking seventy five bucks. So <laughs> it was only like a fucking half an hour exchange trying yeah. to get him down to fifty. So, so uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he gets him down to what? Well, how much you get him down to? Sixty five. Sixty five bucks. I wanted for fifty. Seventy. I'm, like, I'm gonna walk seventy five to sixty. Well, that's another twelve pack of Bud Light, you know. So. <laughs> So he makes the deal, right? All right. So we don't plug everything his balls. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, wait. So then the guy goes, "Okay, it's yours." So we're looking at one another, like, "Well, you got a dolly?" He goes, "No." So it wasn't like a real big staircase. It must have been like four or five stairs, but it seemed like eternity. Oh, it was so so we slid it over to the to the the end, edge of the staircase. And it's like the guy just watched us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I could still in 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 the background, I could hear this dog scratching on the door and barking. And we're like pushing this thing up, like one stair at a time. Boom, boom. You got it. Boom. You got it. Boom. So we finally get upstairs, and we had to make that turn, like somebody was talking about earlier. We make that turn. We we get out the side door, and then the spotlight comes on. I got the truck backed up, and he's got a, he's got you got a nice. What year, what year is that truck? It was a 2012. So it was 2012. So it was a Dodge new, Ram leather. It's it's a beautiful truck. It was a brand new truck because I had sold my landscaping business and I said, you know what, I'm gonna treat myself. I'm gonna get a, a nice truck. So, anyways, so in the back of my mind, I'm saying, well, we're gonna transport this game standing up because that's what I've always seen down going down the road. So and, and I'm arguing with him. I'm like, dude, are you sure you want to put this standing up? Like, why don't we just fucking lay it down? He's like, no, no, no. So I got straps in the back of the truck. So we pick it up. We get it up there, and the guy was like, he was just cheering us on. He's like, oh, you guys got it. Well, his no. wife, his little backup, his wife was mad because I saw this game on Craigslist yeah, like yeah. two weeks earlier, and he bought that, and he bought another game, and then he put it down in his basement. His wife was pissed at him. said, get these fucking games out of here. So he... he just, he had to unload them. He was ready. Yeah, ready to sell. It was a week. It yeah. was like a week or two. So we finally get it up there, put it towards the back of the cab, and I pull out the straps, and we got ratchet straps, and boom, 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 boom. We get it all what I thought was really good, right? So we looked at it. We looked at each other. It's good. It's good. All right. So I did want to. I wanted to lay it down. He said, "Stand it up. It's his truck." All right. We'll <laughs> so, all right. So we get it all, what we thought was strapped on. Makes a deal. We drive out, out of the driveway, make a right, go down a couple of streets and get on uh, the, the highway, th the throughway. Yeah. Get up. So we're doing highway speed, 55, 60 miles an hour. With this eight-foot-tall cabinet. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. But but the thing was, it was like, well, getting it up the stairs, those two monitors was heavier. Oh, it was just so damn heavy. So... We're tired, you know, like, all right, oh, we're all so excited. We're like, yeah, and he goes, 
well, I can't take it home, so we're going to take it to your house. I'm like, yeah, because it's like 2 in the morning. It's like, well, midnight. Yeah. And so, I got a little kid. I'm like, we can't. Let's put it in your garage. All right, so we're going to take it to my house. So we're cruising down. We, we pass the arena where we just saw the hockey game. We're making that turn. We hear this boom. We look at each other. No, I look at you, uh, and I'm like, dude. It, I look back and I go, dude, it just fucking fell on your tailgate. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it, it fucking <laughs> fell on his tailgate. Dennis tailgate. There's two marks on the cabinet, but the cabinet was bullshit. And you're apologizing to me. Oh, I like, was... dude, I'm so sorry I wrecked your game. I could do it with 65 bucks. I go, fuck, your your fucking truck is fucked. All right. So <laughs> I don't, I don't live maybe 15 minutes from here. So I'm I'm pounding on the steering wheel like, dude, go blow him. I'm so pissed because I'm thinking that the 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 glass on the monitor broke. Right. That's the no. my worst worst thing. No, and I was like, dude, relax. But yeah, yeah he was like, he was so cool about it. He's like, like oh my god, it's sixty five trucks. It's sixty five dollars. It's sixty five dollars. I spent fucking thirty minutes trying to get down to sixty five dollars. Yeah. My dad's stuff. a television repairman. I have the ultimate set of tools. Nice fast time. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna kill us. He's gonna kill us. Yeah. So we didn't stop. He's gonna kill us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> First he's going to shit, then he's going to kill us. <laughs> so we didn't even stop, so I'm just barreling down it through it. We, we get over back into my driveway. And the game is still like... Laying down on the tailgate, and, and like, oh my God. So we unhook everything, and we just pull the tailgate slowly down. We're holding it, and then my son comes out, who's like, like 14 at the time. Yeah, yeah. So he's like helping us, like, right, listen up. And he goes, What the hell is this? <laughs> and I go, well, it's Cousin Dave. Yes, Cousin, yeah, Cousin Dave is putting this game in your garage. So we noticed that the uh, the top bezel, which I think was all glass, right? It is glass. And I. The whole I, thing was I, glass. Yes. I actually asked, uh, Todd Tucky had a thing on it. Punch Out was originally the, uh, you guys correct me if I'm wrong. Punch Out was originally the Plexi, and then when they came out with the Play Choice 10, I heard this on uh, the TNT Amusements Tataki says they came out with a kit where the two glass bezels separated, hmm. which I did not know because I had actually uh, texted John or uh, emailed John because it's like, why does mine have? It's a Punch Out, but it's a, it was the conversion that somebody. Did, which has the two at, when it was punch out was the the plexi but it scratched when they came out the place choice chain they had two uh, glass tinted bezels so the top a glass broke and there's well, there's marks on the uh, the cabinet when it fell it didn't break it just it, 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 it well, just yeah it just shattered. let go and it was on the through so place <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, so, but it did dent, dent your tailgate yeah <laughs> Well, I, but I felt bad because I'm like, well, I don't care. It was, I was, it was sixty-five dollars. Yeah, but I was more. Like, who gives a shit? I, was I mean, it was fucking. I'm I was like, more oh, concerned like, about the, the game. But I told you, we fucking lay it down, and yeah. then you're like, no, no, we gotta fucking yeah, put okay. standing up. I'm like, here we are again. again. But anyways, right. so, wait, wait, wait. real quick, you two, you guys, just should just do a show by yourselves. It's Sorry. Wait, come on. We're the only team here. We're the team. Uh, we need to start this show with them every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we, we get it in. We, we get it up. My son helps me get it off off the truck. 
and I go, you got to go to bed. You got to go to school tomorrow. So we scoot it into the garage, and then we're rooting around for extension cords. We plug it in, and it was the it, same shit we yeah, saw. Yeah, it works. Nothing else was. Yeah, except for still, the top bezel was, uh, was yeah, gone. gone. It was yeah. still fucking bullshit graphic issues. Yeah. but it, you could still you could still play. I, yeah. I did beat Mr. Sandman. I mean, yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> but that was uh, that was that part when you said earlier about that that thing that just like had your heart sink and it's like I thought for sure like the monitors just crashed and like broke. You were very like, apologetic, and I'm like, dude, oh, don't worry about it. I'm like, oh my god, I just fucking wrecked this truck. Because I'm begging you to get this yeah, game. Yeah, you, you did. But I know, I know. You're like, fuck. Hey, man, just relax. I have quick reflexes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So All that's right. my story, and I'm sticking to it. All right. We're done. i got to piss on the grass. <laughs> <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys still have that game? Yeah, yeah it's downstairs. Yeah, it's downstairs, oh, yeah. A little bit of little sidebar is because the cabinet's so... That was so a quick piss. Oh, he, he <laughs> no, he's pissing right now. You just can't see it. Into the power wheels. <laughs> no, because I, I still have that game. I haven't done any restore on it. But it was like three months later, somebody... I'm in Buffalo. Rochester's like an hour away. Somebody has an empty place choice cabinet that's like beautiful. $25. And I'm like... Fuck yeah! I mean, mine's got. issues, guys. Just move on. I got <laughs> So, anyways, we'll kill some more grass. <laughs> He finds the cabinet, and he's, he's scouring eBay, later, it's still <laughs> and he buys a coin door. Yeah, I got a coin door. I got a <laughs> I can hear him. <laughs> I can only imagine. He's just turned around. Yeah, we get the coin door. <laughs> <laughs> just turn the head, not the whole body. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's a horrible it's a horrible sight. <laughs> anyway, so he's got parts parts galore but yeah, nothing's but been I, done. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm just collecting broken games. Yeah, broken games. This in his backyard with his pants around his ankles. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Is it bigger than a baby's arm? <laughs> I don't know, I got light in my face, I don't I can't see. Yeah. <laughs> you got a spotlight on, on a big wheel. We're not that close. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Are you guys like on your back porch or something or what? Yeah, yeah we're in my backyard. So it, and it's like three in the morning over there. You're on the east coast, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Your parents, your uh, not your parents, your uh, neighbors freaking out. Like, what's all this noise going on back here? Oh, you should just see the. Uh, that's a beautiful thing right there. That fucking the Pac-Man that you just drew. I mean, it's kind of fucking crazy. I thought you were talking about your siding. <laughs> so come like December, January, February, you guys gonna do the show from out there as well? Did you pee that Pac-Man? Is that where you pissed? No, no, no that, that's it, dead grass. Do no. that Pac-Man. <laughs> no, no, we were talking about that though. About uh, I go, what are you gonna do like in February? Like you know, like like park up or something? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> Get a space heater for your garage. Yeah. 
probably. Cheers. All right. Well, okay, let's move her on then. Uh, we have uh, another yeah. another new person from last last show. We had a few new people. We had another one, RC Cola seven seven seven. Yeah, that's uh, my my name's Eric, and I'm afraid I'm probably not gonna have an interesting story compared to the last two people. I don't think I can compete at all. <laughs> I don't think any of us the, can. Uh, yeah, the other follow up something like that. Yeah, the boys from Buffalo, that's fucking epic right there. That's that's your fucking show, Boys from Buffalo. <laughs> I, I did I, uh, although I did have a similar situation, actually it ended up being a little bit worse than uh the uh the punch out game. I had uh, many years ago when I was just getting into this, I had two games in the back of my pickup truck up and down like that. They were strapped to each other and up towards the cab. You are you already know where I'm going with this. It um they, I rounded the the corner and they they didn't make it oh, out in, yeah. out into the road and, and into many many pieces. Um, oh. One of one of them was a uh, was a defender and the other one was a Nintendo versus I think it's like a tennis or a baseball or something. So defender was the only one that I was really concerned about. But I, I learned my lesson. Don't don't ever leave them up like that. You know so. But um, yeah, that was um, that was that was a bad day. Um, but what I had on my what I was thinking about while I was waiting my turn is uh, a couple of years ago, um, we were loading up some games for the uh, the local the uh, local arcade show here in Houston, and I had a uh, Tron when we were when pushing it into the into the trailer, it fell back on us. <laughs> it hit the bump. And the whole thing, you know, I, I, my my friend that was helping me jumped out of the way, and I kind of held it all down to the ground, and uh, and uh, yeah, so it it landed on top of me, and and uh, Trons are very heavy. Yeah, <laughs> they certainly are. And uh, you know, I've I've got the same stories of getting zapped. You know, nothing nothing outrageous. I've uh, I reached. I remember reaching into a game and grabbing the. Um, the uh, filter, as it was, the game was off, but the filter was before the power switch. It was a pinball machine. Reached in there, I was reaching for something, and so my hand was all down inside. I couldn't yank my hand out fast enough. <laughs> it was, you know, it's that's uh, you know, that's no good. But uh, yeah, I think that's really it as far as is uh, you know, getting hurt uh, from a game. Um, oh, you know, another thing, a. Uh, Monitor chassis. I've you know taken the monitor chassis out and the uh, uh, one of the uh, filter capacitors. You know, put the thing in my lap and it oh. zapped me on my oh. leg. <laughs> oh. And so okay. learn, once again, all this is about learning learning lessons. You know, <laughs> yep. now now you know to you know discharge those the big capacitors in them. So. Uh, yeah, I, th I think that's about it as far as getting hurt bad. I've I've been doing this for a long time, and that's that's really the worst of my stories. So, how many games do you have in your collection? Um, man, somewhere between. We know 20 he's a collector. He can't even give us a quick answer. Yeah, well, you know how it goes. It it, it changes so often. I mean, I just picked up a game last. Uh, probably about twenty five. Um, it. It, you know, it's limited by space, and a few of the games I have at other people's houses, I think I have about 18 at the house. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Eight, eight in the game room and probably about 10 in the garage. 
where, 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 where are you? Where do you live? I'm in Houston. Houston, there. In Houston, Texas. What's your favorite? What's what's the uh, number one game is, is that you? Oh have? man, really? The only, you know, I hate. I really kind of hate to admit this, but I really don't play them that much. I work. I work on them a lot, um, and I have a uh, Star Trek pinball that I probably play the most. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's probably my favorite. The twenty-fifth anniversary one, or which one you got? The uh, the new uh, Stern. Okay. The, it's just it's it's just the pro model, but you know it's it's my favorite at the moment. What was your first game? What was the first game you had in your collection? Uh Black Hole Pinball. That was that was tw- uh, that was in eight, that was twenty six years ago. What'd you pay <laughs> wow. for? What'd you pay um, for? Do you remember? Best I can recall, I think it was around a hundred bucks. Nice. But it was from an arcade. They they it quit working and you know they they just wanted to get rid of it so it was cheap. Um, yeah yeah I think it was about hundred bucks. What about your favorite vid? <laughs> your favorite vid you have in your collection? Uh, well I am in the middle of restoring and it's just about con- complete now a uh, zookeeper I just built from the ground up and um, you know had the wood CNC I just got the art finally got the art from. Uh, from uh, this old game, nice. and it's it's complete. In fact, it's it's totally done. I'm now working on. I've, I've got a spare board set that I want to you know that I want to make sure it's working properly. So I was making sure that was all working tonight, and about to move it into the arcade. So that's that's my current favorite one, I think. Wait, and, and Gax working on one. Yep, I was just gonna say that. I'm in the middle of one of those myself. I got a, a CNC cabinet. Yeah. Trying to build one up. Yep. I uh, actually yeah. have a. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, it's been about a two-year project for me so far. But uh, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was. Um, I've got us. I had the wood CNC'd, and of course, you know, it's it's based on it being three-quarter inch plywood. And uh-huh. when I got it CNC'd, when I got it to the house, I realized it was not three. When I started cut routing out the groove for the T molding, I realized it wasn't three-quarter inch. It's you know you know how you buy wood at Home Depot or whatever now yeah. if you buy three quarter inch it's not it's not really so yeah. I was like well crap you know I you know then I was thinking well I could still do it I could still put the T molding on and and shave it down but I, I don't want to do that you know so so I got another I got some more wood and just had another set CNC'd so I've got so a completely you... spare set set of wow. wood <laughs> if somebody's local and they want to make a potato cabinet you know <laughs> come by I'll make them a yeah. hell of a deal. Multicated or something, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm probably just gonna, you know, put it. To, I don't have the only problem is I don't have all the little right angle brackets that go into it. So I'm probably just gonna use a nail gun and throw it yeah. together and, you know, just blow it out. So I'm curious. Because, when you're talking about the CNC. Did you? How did you get the files to do that? Um. So. Um, sorry. Uh. So a friend of mine down here in Houston. Uh, has a used to build cabinets, and he bought um, the files from. Oh, I'm sure you. One of you guys right, knows DVD the guy's quiz. name. Yes. Uh, yeah. Year years ago, bought some files from him. So you know, okay. I, I got them from uh, from him. Uh, I'm trying to think of Joe's business name. Our classic arcade works hmm. is my buddy down here that that was making the cabinets, and he just he doesn't do them anymore. So. So yeah. anyway, so 
it's a big project, but uh, it'll be cool. I picked up an empty zookeeper cab about five or six months ago that I gotta turn into a zookeeper as well. Yeah, it's just completely empty, but it's all all the artwork and everything on it's perfect. Wow! Somebody had a maim. Somebody maimed it. Oh wow! (laughs) But they didn't actually actually drill into the control panel or anything. All they did was they took where the the control panel bolt holes were, and then they actually bolted a piece of cardboard like two inches thick on top. Then they screwed whatever control panel they made into that cardboard. Mm-hmm. Then you just had a, a an old CRT computer monitor sitting on the on a shelf, and that's what their computer their main was. <laughs> so I, I got it for a hundred bucks, but it's like the cabinet's in really good shape. Nice. Yeah. I don't know if you can see. I don't know if you can see this, but I just yeah. made a uh, my control panel was pretty butchered up, so I went to this local steel place, got some either 14 or 16 gauge steel, cut it out uh, with a jigsaw, went over to a buddy's house and took two of us to bend it, and, and he's got one of those, um, those um, uh, like they're, it's like a, you know, I didn't drill, the, you know, one of those punches, the, uh, you know, that pulls the die through, and uh, just made a new control panel for it last week. Wow, were you using a brake to make the bends, or? I'm sorry? Press break. No, no. Um, the the factory bend in it is pretty gradual. Um, so we just literally put it over a. Uh, it worked out perfectly. We put it over the side of a table clamp. We put you know a piece of wood across it. Screwed the piece of wood down, and both of us just were pressing down on it, and it wow. it matched exactly. Wow, nice. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a repo um, potato uh, done by. One of the guys from Club, I can't remember. Joseph seventy seven or something like that. So I, I can, sh- I can show you that one. But uh, yeah. I really, I go, like what? It goes. I have a. Quick, <laughs> <laughs> run out, get another beer. <laughs> Sorry. So this is a uh, the repo that he does. Yep. Oh, that's nice. That's the exact same one. Yeah. One. So I tried to figure out how to put the little square holes in for the carriage bolts, which I didn't. I just, you know, drilled them out. Yeah. And you know, just, you know how he did that? That's punched. It's a on a uh, punch press. He he may have had a CNC punched, but yeah, it's, there's a square punch uh, that can do that. The the other thing that I believe is going on there that. Um, when 34K gets back, maybe he can comment on it. But uh, there's like wood supports that normally go on the back side of that control yeah. panel. Also. Yeah, I, so, I still have the original control panel on my. Um, see that my my classic Tato is uh, it's a Shinobi right now, so I still have all the wooden supports and everything on that. Okay, so those ones over. You just transfer them over. Yeah, cool. Just the panel has too many buttons in it. Because yeah. uh, three buttons, so it's three buttons on either side right now. Yeah. Yeah, mine was my control panel. They turned it into a altered beast. So there's two joysticks and three buttons each. Yeah, all kinds of holes in the thing. <laughs> That's Swiss cheese. Yep. <laughs> so I got that exact same panel you just showed there. Yep. Cool. I guess I'm uh, last but not least here. Um, so Orange Whip, the arcade hangout. Um, I've never really 
zapped myself or actually injured myself uh, at all, really. I mean, I've almost lost a couple of cabinets on me because I just heavy cabinets, but I, I've always been able to save myself. Um, the one thing that scared the shit out of me um, was, I, for some reason, I saw this ad in Portland, which is um, five or six hour drive away from me. And this actually guy was in South Portland, way in the boondock somewhere. Like there was, you know, dirt it was dirt roads, um, no street lights or anything like that. And I saw an ad for a 1960s Coca-Cola machine. Uh, it's the one with a, how many doors is it? I think it's got like 12 slots or so. Um, it can do bottles or cans. So it's like, uh, I'm going to say six and a half feet tall. Um, and I went down to this place, really middle of boondocks, and I went to this guy's house, and this guy is an old 60s hippie biker. Like just an overgrown white beard. Kind of looked like Santa Claus, but just overgrown white beard. Big rat ponytail. Um... I think he was wearing, a, uh, if I remember correctly, this is a few years ago now, uh, I think like jean overalls or coveralls with like no shirt underneath. Um, nice. And the first thing he started talking about was, yeah, he was selling this thing uh, because the Brotherhood was after him. And so he was moving up to Washington State on an island where the Brotherhood couldn't find him. Um, and so eventually that came out as the Hells Angels or what some biker... Um, some gang or something like that, that he, he was leaving the gang and, uh, you know, getting out of that lifestyle and was fearful for his life. Um, and then he said he had a whole bunch of, and it's, I'm actually going to, I'm going to say this word and see if anybody can figure out what the hell I'm talking about. Cause I've never heard this word pronounced like this before. And it literally took my wife and I, you know, 10 minutes to figure out what the hell this guy was talking about. But he kept saying that, you know, he also had to sell a bunch of antiques. And oh. that he, he needed to sell all these antiques out of his house. And I, we, we're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We had no idea what the hell he was talking about. I've never heard of that that uh, sounded out phonetically. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and, yeah, so. Antiquities. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was antiques. But, I mean, I, it literally, like, and he had, a, like, an accent as well. So it was really, really hard to tell what the hell he was talking about. So, anyways, we were there yapping with this guy for a while because, you know, he was the ex-biker. I didn't want to piss him off and, you know, step on anybody's toes or anything. So we were being super, super polite and, you know, basically doing anything that he wanted. He was showing us around his place and trying to get us to buy a bunch of other shit and stuff. But eventually we got to the to the Coke machine. He plugged it in. It was, you know, ice cold. And I, at the time, I have a truck now, but at the time I had a, a 2001 uh, Pathfinder. And almost every single game that I ever bought in, um, with my Pathfinder, the games fit in it. I can actually, um, the back seats could fold down in such a way, you take the headrest off, they fold down flat, so you basically have the whole back and the back seat. And you can essentially get anything. I've gotten, um, I actually, uh, Punch-Out. I, I actually bought a Punch-Out and threw it in the back of my Pathfinder, and it fit no problem whatsoever. Um, and so... This thing was, I figured, was going to be taller. Plus, we were all the way in Portland, and I didn't want to necessarily drive uh, with this whole thing in the back of our vehicle because we're going to be going places. So I brought a utility trailer with me. And I bought, um, it was actually my dad's utility trailer. 
And so I drove that all the way down to Portland. We were doing other stuff in Portland as well. And I was just going to lay this thing flat in the, in the utility trailer. It was like a eight foot bad utility trailer. And so I went to you know get the dolly to go move this thing, and holy shit, was this thing heavy? Like way heavier than any arcade game. I've moved Lunar Landers. I've got two Star Wars. Nothing compares to this. And I'm actually I'm giving it to a friend because I bought a smaller Coke machine, and I'm dreading getting this thing out of here because this thing is easily four to five hundred pounds. Well, yeah, it's a fridge and a vault all in one. Oh my, <laughs> right. it's it, it's it yeah, it's crazy. So, anyways, this is this this guy was a big guy, and it turns out he was a truck driver. So he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you don't want to lay this thing down because of the refrigerant." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, you kind of hear that, but I was just just not gonna plug it in for a while when I get home." He's like, "No, no, no, we can stand it up in the back of, you, of your utility trailer, and I'll do my truck driving uh, tie down using." Um, so I had a bunch of tie downs, and he was gonna do it in a net style, which is the way they were trained to do it wherever he went. And so they create this kind of mesh where they, they put a couple uh, of tie-downs over it, and then they actually put other tie-downs across the, those tie-downs to actually cinch the tie-downs down further. And it basically creates this web over top of, of top of the um, the object. So I was like, well, he was like, I was a truck driver for like 30 years. This is the way you do it. I'm like, okay, fine. Do it. So he did it. And lo and behold, this this thing, like, I mean, it's, like, again, six, seven feet tall in a back utility trailer, and I was on a dirt road, and this thing was holding. Like, it wasn't moving, it wasn't doing anything until I got to the end of the dirt road, and then all of a sudden I was like, huh, why is it, like, tipped over like this? Uh-oh. The Coke machine did not come untied whatsoever, but the Coke machine was so heavy and it was tied down so well that it ripped the entire body off of the frame of the utility trailer and <laughs> snapped all the bolts. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, shit, what am I going to do now? I'm like down in the middle of nowhere in Portland on a dirt road and my utility trailer is like sitting like this. So in uh, my back end of my Pathfinder was like way up like this. So I think I ended up getting um, a jack out and I ended up jacking up the back end of the utility trailer, level out my Pathfinder, and I unhooked my Pathfinder and then let the jack back down so the utility trailer was on end, but the, the Coke machine was like still sitting perpendicular to it. And so then I drove my Pathfinder around the back end, and I ended up just untying w- one of the straps at a time, and eventually the Coke machine kind of just laid down right towards my tailgate of my Pathfinder. And then my wife and I, took a while, but we ended up, eventually getting it inside the Pathfinder, and it actually it fit no problem inside it. And then we took the straps that were around the Coke machine, and we ended up strapping the body of the utility trailer back to the frame, because I didn't have bolts or anything, because it all had snapped, snapped off. And we ended up driving all the way back to Vancouver with that Coke machine in the back of the truck, and the trailer uh, all strapped down to the frame without a problem the whole entire way. Huh. But it freaked the living crap out of me because that thing is heavy. And it, the first thing that came to my mind, I even said this to my wife, I think I only paid like $120 for the Coke machine. Uh, I was just going to leave it there. I was just going to fucking undo the straps and fucking let it fall over, hook the, hmm. the trailer back up and get the hell out of there. Hmm. But uh, I tried to do the, the thing put in the back of the Pathfinder and it totally worked. So that was the one thing that was... Uh, pretty close to a holy shit! What the hell am I going to do here? Because I couldn't move the thing myself. It was that heavy. If it wasn't tipped over like that, like if it was literally like straight up or whatever, I don't think I could have 
probably gotten it into the Pathfinder by myself. It was just way too heavy. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. So it was, it was it was scary in one sense, but I mean in the end it worked out perfectly. So. So that's my story, awesome. and I am sticking to it. <laughs> and as Dave says, Coke is the real thing. Yes. Now I have another one. It's exactly the same year, I think, but it's only like um. I'm going to say like a four and a half foot or so, maybe five foot model. It's instead of twelve, I think it has eight. So instead of having three rows of four, um, it only has two, uh, and it's still a heavy bitch. Like it's still probably three, four hundred pounds. But because it's lower uh, to me, to my height, it's a lot easier for me to m- move it around. But I literally, I mean, most of you guys have seen me here. I'm a big guy, and I can put a dolly underneath my smaller Coke machine. And I can't, with all of my weight standing on the dolly, I can't actually pull the, the Coke machine up. I actually have to get yeah. somebody on the other side and lift the bottom of the Coke machine up for me to actually be able to put it back onto the dolly. That's how heavy those things are. Jeez. Yeah. So, there we go. Well, guys, I got to actually rock out here. Yeah. Do. You guys did a long show, so I think yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good time out. to cut out, I think. Everybody got a chance to talk. Yeah. Well, we had a nice longer, longer intros this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is true. All right, guys. Cool. All right. We'll talk soon. Yep. All right. We'll so thanks everybody for uh, watching the show. Uh, if you haven't yet, subscribe. We'll see you later. All right. Yeah. See you later. Drinkers. Later, guys. Drinkers. 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 Drinkers.